1: Before we start the podcast, Body Shots World Tour is coming to you this week. Syracuse, October 18th at the Landmark Theater, October 19th in Buffalo, 19th again for a second show in Buffalo, Pittsburgh, two shows on the 20th, October 24th, Virginia Beach, October 24th for a second show at Virginia Beach, on the 25th at the Lyric in Baltimore for two shows, the 26th in Montclair, New Jersey for two shows, on the 27th for Huntington, New York for two shows that Sunday, And then Cincinnati, Columbus, Chicago, Fort Wayne, Fresno, Reno, Las Vegas, Salt Lake City, Cleveland. You know the deal. Let's start the podcast. Thank
0: you. Thank you, gentlemen and guns.
1: Hey, guys. Brand new podcast. It's the B-Man, Bert Kreischer, the (laughs) machine with a newfound energy. Midway through Sober October, feeling fucking fantastic. I'm telling you right now, this is my favorite Sober October we've ever done. Why? Because I I think it's changing my... DNA? I, I say that too much, don't I? No,
0: I'd never heard you it's, say that.
1: It's I, I've always said it changes your cultural DNA when you go to uh, places like Vietnam. Being sober? No.
0: Uh, I'm confused. I
1: have used the phrase, it changes your cultural DNA when you go to a place like Vietnam on oh, vacation or travel. Got it. Um, but yeah, it is changing my DNA a tad bit in that I have social anxiety disorder and I don't like signing up for classes. I get nervous, I get anxious, and I just don't do it. Yeah. But because, you know, obviously because Joe's podcast is as big as it is and people know that that's what we're doing and, and a lot of the classes that I'd like to sign up for are fans of Joe's, like spearfishing or or, or surfing mm-hmm. or the, the tactical firearms I did. All of those... I've had so much fun. I've been welcomed into them. Yeah. So I haven't had the nerves. And at least I have like a default where I go, yeah, it's my thing. I'm doing classes this month. As opposed to, and I think I told you this the other day where people would go, you're fucking 46. Why are you doing a class? Didn't I say that to you?
0: No. What are you talking about?
1: I, I feel like sometimes, like I think I told it to Tom, where if I signed up for a surfing class, I'd get there. And the guy would be like, uh, bro, I don't teach grownups how to surf. I teach kids the fuck, you're already a grown-up. Why are you asking you to learn how to surf? Oh, this is an imagined thing? Yeah, that's where my brain uh-huh. goes. Mm-hmm. So I don't do, like, if I went into spin class, they'd be like, um, uh, sorry, this is for, like, not fat-as-fuck people. Uh. Or, like, if I wanted to do Pilates, go, I'm sorry. D- have you ever done Pilates? Like, uh, like that's what, I'm I'm afraid. And by the way, those people do fucking exist.
0: Of course they do.
1: And, and so I'm always afraid of that. And getting a green light to be able to go out and say, I would like to learn how to spearfish. Can you please teach me? Mm-hmm. And someone going like, dude, yeah, I follow Sober October. I'd love to. Dude, let me let's do it. I it's been so much fucking it fun. It gives
0: you permission on a certain level.
1: And it's giving me permission to grow as an adult. And, and I love it. And I want it to change my lifestyle. I want it to change my lifestyle and that I want to go spearfishing. I just talked to Tom and he was like, Let's do a spearfishing trip, trip uh, like off the coast of Catalina. Like I would love to do that. And I was like, Can you it's you can do that off Catalina? I, I don't know, but
0: I don't I'm not I'm gonna know gonna either. Pa- I don't uh, know I'm either. Not, I'm going to
1: pause. I'm going to. That is, is the reason I don't even look into it. And that. that... No, 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 oh, no. Come Hear on. I'm not blaming you. Listen to what I'm saying. Don't fucking roll your eyes at me. Listen to what I'm saying, please. That energy is where my brain goes. Can uh-huh. you even do it? Oh, it's not even worth it. I'm not going to do it.
0: Well, that's what everybody has that about something.
1: I, and that is my point about yeah. how great this Sober October is. Yeah. Okay. Is it's allowed that dialogue to shut down.
0: Okay. And on. I've
1: been allowing myself to do stuff. I haven't. I would never normally do. That's great. And so now I am a person that goes, I'm going to call and ask as opposed to someone who never did that and and then got stuck in a framework of, of say, 10 things I was socially acceptably allowed to do in my head, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. I could definitely go into a comedy club. I could definitely go into a bar. I wasn't, I I I, 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 would, I could go to a hot spin. I had a hard time going to hot yoga until we signed up to all do it and then now I'm cool going to hot yogas in like Chicago and just showing up as opposed to them going, um, why are you wearing socks? It's the inner dialogue. And I, I don't, I'm not jumping on you. I hope you don't feel like I'm blaming you, but that inner dialogue where you said that that is representative of how I've always felt. Mm-hmm. And the fact that this Sober October has allowed me to shut down that inner dialogue is very exhilarating mm-hmm. and and empowering. Okay. And so I've really enjoyed this Sober October awesome. a lot, a great deal. Um, and I, and I know Tom has. We did we did, we've done a couple classes together. Uh, I think me Tom and Joe before Tom goes to um, Europe, we're going to try to do a couple together. And I've been doing them on the road with and I, and I've been forcing Ron and Shane and and Bill or Bill fucking Dave, Dave and and Andrew to go with me. It's just been great. Is awesome. what I was trying to say. Is it's been great. I
0: am glad. It's been great.
1: Today's podcast is a great one. Who is it? Kyle Dunnigan. Kyle I've known since uh, since I first started comedy. We talk we talk about that. I think one of the first nights I ever went and watched comedy, he was with Zach Galifianakis and um, and uh, sh- God damn it, who is he with? John Bush. And we all went to dinner and we talked about holding deals. And Kyle's so fucking funny. He's great on uh, yeah on Instagram. He really is, and he's an amazing comedian. And he's a great writer. These guys had like 19 different lives and different uh, aspects. I'll, I'll talk about him a little bit more when we get ready to the podcast. Uh, today's podcast is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Hiring can be a slow process. Cafe Otura's COO, Dylan Miskowitz, needed to hire a director of coffee for his organic coffee company, but he was having a hard time finding qualified applicants. So he switched to, to ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. It's technology identifies people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. So you get qualified candidates fast. Dylan posted his job on ZipRecruiter and said he was impressed by how quickly he had great candidates apply. He also used ZipRecruiter's candidate rating feature to filter his applicants so he could focus on the most relevant ones. And that is how Dylan found his new director of coffee, in just a few days with results like that, it's no wonder four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. See why ZipRecruiter is effective for businesses of all sizes. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash That's ZipRecruiter.com slash B-E-R-T-C-A-S-T. ZipRecruiter.com slash Congratulations, Dylan. You use ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. All right, now, to the podcast. Kyle Dunnigan is absolutely hilarious. I, 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 I don't remember. We did this podcast a little bit ago, and I don't remember if I say this. I'm sure I should, but I've always said Tom Segura has been a big Kyle Dunnigan fan for a long time. He blew his spot up to me and Rogan and Ari, and we all started reposting, but, man, none of us found Kyle funnier than Joe. Joe Joe's silly side is, 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 is such a part of his personality that I think sometimes not everyone sees. They just see the podcast, but God damn it, man, Kyle dug into his silly side and Joe has reposted all of his videos. If, if not all of them, the majority of them and Joe loves Kyle, we all love Kyle. Kyle is an amazing dude, just a guy that never brings drama. When you run into him, it's always fun. It's always silly. It's always goofy. And just as a solid all-around guy, such a blessing to have in the comedy community. More guys should fucking be like Kyle Dunnigan. Oh, yeah? I think so. Why? Because he's a sweet dude.
0: Oh, that's like that's You nice want to say. good
1: things to happen for him. That's great. Yeah. And you're going to love this conversation. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, Kyle Dunnigan.
2: This is My 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 house is like a oh, disaster. Well,
1: do you have a hard out? What time do you have to be out of here? No. Okay,
2: cool. I'm uh, not. We're not
1: going to be much longer than an hour and a half. Yeah, but yeah. Or an hour. But I just want to make sure. Yeah. Um.
2: I'm doing redoing my garage right now. You're redoing your garage? Yeah. To make it like a rental unit. Really? I thought it was a good financial move, but it's. Uh, oh my god!
1: I would never do that in a million fucking years. <laughs> I would never. Are you rolling?
2: roll this is good stuff wait are you really are you really thinking about doing that i'm doing it wait why would you never do it
1: never in a million fucking years
2: fuck (sighs) now uh, give me
1: why you think that's a bad idea um this is what's gonna happen someone's gonna roll up and be like yeah i'm looking for a rental apartment they'll be like oh cool you meet them you like them right they're there one day their friend comes over and they're like shut up you love kyle dunnigan dude he's like the master of instagram
2: Oh, no, I'm not worried about that. I thought I said
1: someone was going to rob me or something. No, it's, dude, it's the fucking fact that people would leverage you nonstop. That would be what would drive me nuts.
2: I would love that. People right next to me are saying who admire me. <laughs> I would love that. Here's my problem. And what? I was telling your producer, what's your name, sir? I didn't get it. Doesn't it doesn't matter. Don't speak it him in the eyes. It does matter.
1: <laughs> Halston. Halston. I know, right? Damn. So white privilege.
2: That's a good name. But he though. grew up poor. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking to Holston, and I mean, you get a bid on the house, yeah. you know, on a thing. But the, I just had to move a water line, you know, the front of your house, Ooh. and got to move it five feet over. So the DWP, you can cut all this out, Holston. No, this no, no. This has got to be not interesting to anyone. Uh, that's a water line guy who's like super interested. So uh, they give me an estimate of $6,200 to move it five feet over. They just have to dig it and then put a new pipe. So I said, can I Can I have my guys do it? They'll do it for 800 bucks. And there's just a monopoly. $6,200. Oh, $6,
1: you definitely can't have your guys deal with the digging. I can have my guys do it. Do you guys want my guys do it? Oh, you have, you have digging guys? Yeah. <laughs>
2: I mean, I get that they want to make sure it's good. Yeah, but they can have a guy come out and be uh, a super uh, supervise it and okay what they're doing. Yeah,
1: probably. Wait, where did I you? I think grow- you're
2: on the side of the DWP right now. No,
1: no, now. You, oh, I'm definitely on the side of the DWP. As if I'm your neighbor, I want to make sure I have water too.
2: <laughs> you're fine. Six thousand two hundred dollars. That's a that's a, a lot of fucking living money. in Russia. Why do they or want to
1: move at five feet?
2: I have to build a garage. I mean, a driveway. Okay, if you have a rental unit, you need two spaces really There's all these uh hillside or- ordinances where do
1: you live in l a like give me a rent- I live
2: estimate. close I live really? across from Universal Studios in the hills right across okay
1: that's not but that's, that's a great rental unit right there
2: I thought so, but looking at prices, it's not a big place like three hundred and thirty square feet. I can get like fifteen hundred a month I think that's awesome, yeah, uh,
1: we just looked at a house uh over just south of moore park great neighborhood the woman is an, an anesthetician is that when you cleans people's faces
2: oh i thought that was when you give people drugs to pass out for surgery <laughs> oh, no. is that not an anesthetician no. she's an esthetician anesthesiologist that's what i thought <laughs> she's a, she's an, <laughs> what's an anesthetist? is an that anesthetic- is that another is that a thing i don't know hey siri what's
1: an anesthetician Nothing. Okay, I found this on the web for what's an anesthetician. Check it out. Oh, distinguishing between an esthetician and an anesthetician can be a little tricky. (laughs) Well, I'll
2: say. Um, but yeah, you know, it's not to interrupt, but that we're being—you're going to get emails now about an an anesthetician stuff. Is that how that works? I tested this because I was out. I talked to somebody. We're talking about like shakes, and then like, I was getting emails about nutrition shakes. Then I was talking about TM, transcendental meditation, and the next day I got three emails about transcendental meditation.
1: Uh, I love when they do that. I wish they didn't do that with news, like because I love when they do that with products.
2: Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah, I love
1: when it's like. Sometimes I'm so stupid. You used to have a joke about uh, all the punchlines was they're calling from inside my home. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm that stupid. Where, like, I go, like, how did they know I wanted fucking Nike SPs? <laughs> Shut I, up. I,
2: I, I've been looking at these. Doesn't that freak you out a little bit, though? It I love it. Make...
1: I love it. With treadmills. I've been looking at treadmills. <laughs> this is... You, it's a like, good But then they do it with news. Man, if you looked at my news, uh, like, if that's the next the next shaming. Oh, yeah. is going to be they're going to pull up, like, what does... Like, if they could pull up all, like, so this is what Reiser's feed looks like.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, that's the thing. They're going to have all this information. What freaks me out is I go on YouTube and you know, it says recommended videos for you. And it's all, like, fat people falling down and airplane crashes. Oh, mine are. Go, oh, that's the kind of person I Mine are,
1: are boat launch videos, uh, fist fights. Boat? What's a boat launch video? I have no fucking idea. Just getting a boat into the water? It's about boats. I, I'm, I like, I'm really into boats, I guess. Do you have a boat? Nope. I you about? no no i don't even not even close this is what it's always rogan it's always rogan is like my number one thing uh it's about uh something something alt-right which is embarrassing oh like so it's like some like alt-right propaganda video right this one is jordan peterson debates russell brand's politics
2: that comes up on your youtube yeah, yeah, and yeah. i guess
1: i you know you know how they say that like the algorithm of facebook is to make you angry oh is it yeah the algorithm of facebook and twitter is to show stuff in your feed that gets you outraged because you'll tweet about outrageous shit interesting and i think youtube is to show you stuff that makes you happy huh yeah either that or it's a mix-up but like obviously i'm not i'm not all right but it's always something like proud boy knocks out antifa supporter
2: is it working on you do you feel like you are you get
1: hooked? i I I I stopped watching them this one's Chael Sonnen. um it's Anything about um, uh, not pasteurizing? Uh, what's the the thing when you put bubbles in something? Fermentation. I get a lot of fermentation videos. Could you, could you talk about that a lot? I I'm, I Google a lot of fermenting videos. Some fermenting. Fermenting on a boat would be like your dream video. By the way, fermenting on a boat—you have no idea. If I was on a boat, I've I've dreamed about be, living on a boat. I would love to live on a boat.
2: Yeah, I it's could the number that.
1: one thing. I play. I used to play tennis with this older guy. And he said to me, make sure you and your wife have similar retirement goals. Because if if you don't, you're getting divorced. Really? I was like, what's your wife's retirement goal? He goes, spend time with the grandkids. I said, what's your retirement goal? And he goes, get my dick sucked by young chicks on a boat. And I was Uh, like, I guess those don't match up. And he was like, no. So we got a divorce. (laughs) Are you?
2: Is she into getting a boat for retirement? My
1: wife has no fucking interest in getting a boat. My wife is so goddamn depressing sometimes. She said to me the I other saw. day, well, "We don't want to get a. We're looking at houses. We don't want to get a two story house because, I mean, how much longer are we going to be able to work those stairs? We're getting older.
2: <laughs> Would can you imagine dating a woman that said stuff like that on a date? I mean, in a way, not to defend her and go against <laughs> you." <laughs> But i like that she's being practical and thinking ahead but you you can't get the chair that takes you up the stairs oh and the can... tub with the door Is she about that's that? what i said
1: the tub with <laughs> the door i tried to explain that to her i go why don't we just get the fucking and you know what i you know how like when you're you have it in your brain but the words aren't there the stand-up shower where you can shut the door <laughs> filled up with water it's the fucking tub with the door yeah yeah I've seen that tub at the door. I wouldn't mind one of those.
2: I think it's a a solid idea. Most people die in the bathtub. And I live alone, and I I feel like I wouldn't be found for a week. For real you live alone? Yeah. Wait, where did you grow up? Connecticut. Okay, that makes sense. Where did we meet? New York. Do you
1: remember the first time we met? I don't remember meeting you. I do. Me, you, John Bush, and Zach Galifianakis went to dinner with um, a a woman named Betsy Reeves. No memory of that. Yep. Uh... John had just gotten a development deal.
2: Yes, I just talked to John Bush today.
1: I see John, and he said, "I so say hello to you." I see him fairly often when I'm on the road because he's yeah. in Minnesota still. Iowa, Iowa now. Yeah, 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 I'd see, I'd see him in Iowa. John, you and John Bush. I was like, I, in my head, I was like, okay, so that's 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 the the lane. Get in that lane. Be super talented. Be very personable. You guys were both very funny at dinner. And I remember thinking Zach will probably never make it. <laughs> I really was like, I was like, he's too yeah. unique. And Zach was such an interesting, interesting guy to me that yeah. I liked, but I didn't think anyone would ever get it. Yeah. Like I remember, I remember I went. You guys were probably there, but Zach invited me to his hotel at it was right off. It was a Gramercy Park Inn. Yeah. And everyone was in there watching something, and. I, I got high with him, and he took me through a very elaborate tour of his hotel room. Yeah, like the only way—only the way that Zach, a young Zach could have done. How's you know, like,
2: that? What is it, the just older, explain, older Zach explain. is very practical.
1: Zach. Okay. Like he's, you know, he's just—I'm not. By the way, I barely know Zach at all anymore. Yeah. I ran into him at Brody's funeral, but he, at Brody's funeral, he was so—I guess he doesn't drink much anymore at yeah. all. And he was just like, "Hey, bird, it's Zach," and I went, "Yeah, Zach, I know who the fuck you are." <laughs> like yeah yeah he one of the biggest movie stars of our yeah yeah and he was like hey it's good seeing you man so so bad it had to be other circumstances young zach was like hey man can i show you what i love about this hotel and i was like yeah and he took me on a very detailed tour of that room it was like a two-bedroom room yeah and number one thing he showed me was there was a bottle opener in the bathroom
2: and you were thinking to yourself this is too much no i thought i was
1: like I would so much rather be on a guided tour of this hotel room, because I was high also, than to be with everyone else.
2: I can't believe I can't remember this dinner at all.
1: Yep. Uh, John Bush paid. Wait a minute. John Bush paid because he had just gotten a development deal. I don't know if you guys were celebrating. Yes.
2: Do you know the development deal they offered, 50 grand? And his agent was so new. She was like, I'll take it. (laughs) There was no negotiating. (laughs) Didn't confer with him. Really? Yeah, they would have given him a hundred. They offer you fifty, then they go yeah. like, "Well, you can go back and forth. Seven, get to one twenty, maybe." Yeah, she got too excited. I was. I saw a Zach at the funeral too, and we had this awkward three person hug with this girl that cheated on me with him, <laughs> and the three of us were just in a <laughs> really. Hug. And I think she said like, "Well, this is awkward" or something like that.
1: But how did you like? You are. I always always wondered this. Now that when I got into the business and saw the business. I was like, wow, Kyle's always a little bit of an outlier because you are a different, you aren't a mainstream comic.
2: You know, I feel like when I, and I I know why this happened, but I started trying to do the right thing. For whatever reason, I I was a person who was just scared. Like, what do I need to do? As opposed to what am I good at? And not to bring Zach up again, but I remember talking to him and he didn't even want a... To do a sitcom and I thought he was lying to me and just trying to protect himself, but yeah. he just knew what he did well and he did that. And that's yeah. powerful. And I was just trying they were telling me to get rid of the guitar and get don't do impressions. So I was I'm more of like a Dana Carvey kind of performer. And imagine Dana Carvey trying to do that. It's just the wrong thing for me. I think that I got stuck there for a while. I just recently started doing more things that I do better than uh yeah i was I, I remember but back then it was like get a deal talk about your family and that's just not set
1: up a set up a premise to a sitcom yeah my dad's the kind of guy you know you know it's like it's yeah. so funny now because i think a lot of us especially myself i would never have talked about my dad back then because i was very much like don't try i remember watching guys set up their lives for a sitcom yeah on t- uh, and i was be and i'd be like oh that's i'm definitely not that guy i don't I didn't have any humor about my parents. Yeah. I didn't find anything comical about them. I was like...
2: Yeah, I didn't either, but I kept trying. Like, This is how you have to do it. Yeah. It felt like what everyone was telling me. Where did you start doing stand-up in New York? Uh, the comic strip. The you,
1: Lucian hated me. He did? I sat down with him, in a. I want to say in a fucking... I tiny, wanna say
2: tiny room. Tiny,
1: tiny room. Like a, I thought it was a closet.
2: Yeah, it, it's the size of a closet, so it's uncomfortable.
1: And he told me I didn't have it and that I should...
2: Called quits yeah he made a lot of people cry I, I saw more than one person come out of there crying one girl you ever hear this story uh-uh. heavy set went in there and he'll talk to you for three hours and then tell you you didn't pass yeah. which is kind of uh, cruel but this girl was in there for hours and she came out crying and he what he said to her was uh, uh, well you could gain another you could lose weight or you could gain another 25 pounds and make a real spectacle of yourself he was very uh, to the point. Someone told my wife that.
1: Someone told my wife that. And uh, at one one night, my wife would be better telling this story because I'll fuck it up. Someone told my wife, okay, you either gotta lose a lot of weight or gains a lot of weight. But like <laughs> you're right in the middle. Like you're you're like the cute friend, but you would be bet you'll you'll work more if you're fatter. And she went to a party that night. And she was in the kitchen next to this woman stuffing her fucking face. And my wife said, can you believe someone would say that? And the woman was like, oh, I heard the same fucking, I got the same advice. I'm just gaining weight. That woman was Melissa McCarthy. Really? <laughs> I swear to God. My wife was at a party with Melissa McCarthy. She's just like, fuck it. Fuck it.
2: Just... Yeah, that sounds like the best. I mean, even though you want to hear that. If you want to
1: work, if that's your dream and your dream isn't like. Like... like I remember losing weight and and. and like my first sitcom, I did. I I then got healthy and lost weight, and I was yeah. like, you know. And someone's like, "Oh, so I guess you're changing your look, huh?" Like, we well, guess we gotta send you out in different. And I was like, "Wait, I'm I'm still the same. I'm still like, wait, am I? I'm not attractive. Like, what the fuck?" But yeah, uh, Lucian told me uh, I didn't have it,
2: and I should just go back to Florida. Yeah, well, he told know. a lot of great comics. I think he told Kevin Hart uh, that he'll never make it. And I don't know if you, how, how do you not see Kevin Hart's talent is pretty obvious right away. Dude, right away, when Kevin Hart started,
1: you were like, okay, he
2: was gone so fast. He, he was really was. Like I feel month. like he was
1: in New York for a month and a half, yeah. and then all of a sudden he was in LA doing Judd Apatow yeah. movies. What, so what, what, the what,
2: guy who, just so you know, that's the same guy that discovered you.
1: No, <laughs> yeah,
2: That <laughs> said. Kevin Hart, so yeah, you can pick so, But did Lucian like you? Yeah, he actually, if, without him, I wouldn't be doing anything. For real? I was done uh, in whatever show business, and I had gone there, I auditioned, I got passed up to him, and then I went back to audition for him, and he wasn't there, and so I went home, and I was in my apartment for months just trying to be an actor, which never would have happened yeah. and uh, luckily the woman who gave John the deal she ended up being an agent this is all tying back together she was the receptionist there called and said he's in today he never looked at your tape you might as well come in today if you can so if she hadn't called me I, I would be doing something else and Lucian
1: looked like so that people could put this in perspective this is my recollection yeah. and by the way my recollections are always accurate I, to, I remember telling Pete Coriella's story about Manny from uh, the seller yeah manny manny passed me my first time i didn't stand up down there manny passed me and he came up to me and he's like listen buddy i like NP he goes i'm gonna stop you right there manny never had an accent and i was like oh it's funny i remember him with an accent anyway <laughs> and mixed in with sd lucian yeah lucian in in my recollection looked like the guy from um from what was the movie val kilmer is, and was in where he was a genius uh real
2: genius uh oh yes i don't remember that movie well okay no, right. yeah. do you remember
1: laszlo who lived downstairs and no. lived in the closet no can you just pull up a- what real genius i remember lucian looking like laszlo from the as the guy who lived but with a ponytail not his hair down
2: yeah he he's kind of like a double o's he seems european he's, yeah he, he's he was same. taller tall skinny yeah yeah yeah,
1: long hair but kind of thinning
2: yes we got very sick i don't know if you know that towards the end i did but i didn't like scleroderma it's called what's that it's a sister form of lupus and it's maybe one of the worst things to get your body just starts to harden so he would just start losing fingers and it was awful yeah you just harden and stiffen from the inside like his face got very tight it's one of the worst things to get holy is that her, just hereditary i don't know i don't know genetic I'll be googling that tonight yeah. I take half a xanax we're gonna get emails about scleroderma. how's
1: your have you ever had health concerns
2: i always think i'm gonna die but now i'm fine wait do you always always think you're gonna die because i literally think yeah, i'm gonna die I, yes but now i'm at an age where i'm feeling like well, i had a good run like before i can,
1: I can say that a little bit yeah can, it was
2: tragic <laughs> Like you down in your 20s, it's tragic. In your 30s, it's like, he was so young. Then in your 40s, it's like, well, you know, it happened. It, it does happen.
1: No one's going to mourn for me at my funeral in the sense that they'll go like, dude, he did it all. That's true. I was on Travel Channel for nine years. Yeah. I traveled the world fucking nine yeah. times around. Yeah, I I did. I accomplished more in my stand-up career than I ever thought I'd accomplished. You got a family? I got a family. I, got, I mean, the only thing that would make people sad is that I wouldn't walk my daughters down the aisle that's like the only thing oh yeah you know? is that
2: so fun though no and that's one of them's deal? gay
1: anyway so it's like okay yeah, well, I, yeah.
2: still like, could get married though uh,
1: yeah but i don't think they do like the traditional
2: do they mm. i've never been you've been to a gay wedding i've only been to gay weddings <laughs> <laughs> what's a straight wedding like oh they are they fun no
1: i think a lot of people go half of these don't work mine was a fucking blast i oh that's cool mine was mine was in a church that my wife's grandfather owned across like across the street and owned a church oh I yeah why i felt like churches aren't owned i thought they were just yeah in the are. south like oh. in small small towns someone's got to buy that like build a church Do they make money off it or no 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 you, is you is just nonprofit. build you just build the church and then my grandfather her grandfather went to school in that church and then they were going to at one point tear it down and he bought it and renovated it so that they could yeah, have yeah. a church to go worship at. Yeah. It was an old Baptist church. It was a really amazing. I was one of the funner nights of my life.
2: How old are your kids? I don't know. Yeah.
1: <laughs> 13 <laughs> you, and 15. Wow. Yeah. They're in it. Oh, they're yeah. adults. Oh, sometimes. yeah. My daughter had three girls, three 15 year old girls in the pool last night. Yeah. And they were just like bullshitting and talking about boys. Oh, and that's. So I was walking funny, back and forth and they're like, where are you going? And I was like, oh, I'm going to the store. George was like, Hey, can we go with you and like just hang out in Sunset Boulevard? And I was like, No, not at a fucking all. You're not going to Sunset Boulevard at midnight. That was nice. They wanted to hang out with you though. They just wanted to go into this. They were like, um, We've never been into Hollywood. Like they've never been into Hollywood by themselves. And they're like, Well, well
2: that well. sounds like a good thing to to take them the first time with I, an adult.
1: I thought about it for a second. Yeah. And then I thought, you know, sometimes at the store things go off the rails, like You'll, you'll be there and then all of a sudden like
2: oh take him to the store yeah oh, that's, a little different. that's your work Eric. yeah
1: well they, well they weren't gonna get into the store but sometimes when you're at the store like Ron White will be like hey I'm throwing a party at my house now everyone let's go and
2: yeah. you're, you always
1: want to be like I want to be able to do that right right, right I don't right, want to be right. like oh I got three fucking kids yeah, yeah on Sunset Strip trying to buy drugs
2: put them in an Uber oh I wish I I sometimes at night Bert I'll get high okay? do you smoke pot I at night I eat the edibles it helps me sleep really do you, ever, yes. do you ever panic? No. I used to. I'm, I think I got a real tolerance. But I, when I'm high, I almost always think, I should get a family.
1: That's like my high
2: thought. Do you think you'll ever have a family? I. You know what? I know it's running late in my life. but It's not late. What are you? You're 46? 48. You're 48? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you Just look turned. so fucking young. 47-ish. 47-ish.
1: Burr didn't have kids until he was 50. Who? Burr, Bill Burr.
2: Oh, rogan didn't
1: have kids until he was like 47 yeah I, I, but, I could be very inaccurate on both of those statements mm, by the way
2: yeah but i appreciate that yeah i just feel like we don't live long enough do, do you know what i mean yeah i need another 10 years to really think about this about kids yeah and i i don't have that time i think you'd be such a fun dad i i do like my nieces and nephews a lot yeah my niece's and nephew but uh, yeah, maybe I I's got to find the right person though, because I can't, I'm not going to adopt a child. Have you ever been in love with someone enough where you're like, I would want to make a kid with this person? I got out of relationship maybe a year ago almost exactly. And she moved in four days later, we broke up. But I thought we were going to have like a, a family. Or how did that, that
1: happen thing. so quickly? Were you just not compatible to live together?
2: Well, I'll tell you this she was great and um, everything was good, but there was like a, a little bit of a. a she didn't trust me, and I'm very trustworthy. I can't imagine I'm very boring.
1: You, I can't imagine you not being trustworthy. Like you're not, not to, not to, not to. I know D'Elia is a very faithful guy, yeah. but if you look at D'Elia, I can be a girl going. I'm not comfortable, right, right. With him going out at night. But me, at I mean, yeah.
2: there's after shows. There's, it's not uh, a PFAS coming after me. You yeah, know I mean, it's well,
1: pretty, I bet there is, but you're not the guy. I you're go not the home guy leveraging like, that.
2: Okay, I would like to think that.
1: I think cuz I yeah, I think I guarantee you there are a plethora of women that would love to sleep with you, but I am but you don't you've never in my opinion come off as a guy that's like like when the me too thing happened, I, I can't imagine that you were like uh-oh. oh <laughs> I hope I don't uh-oh, get. Hope I don't get popped on this one. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I I don't I look at the audience. They they seem very young to me now. Uh it used to be uh, it was a little more but people come to the club are like in their mid 20s my audience is my age i feel oh, like yeah. i got a lot of bros coming to my shows too fuck yes rogan yeah because of rogan yeah it's rogan is you
1: know you know what you know that really is i mean not, not to take credit away from rogan you know what that really is though right no segura oh is that right segura has been in love with you for a very long time really oh yeah segura turned us on to you
2: i mean i saved my like i was literally dead in the water i'm, I'm not i'm, I'm not, not saying that
1: joe didn't like discover you on his own. I yeah. will say that Tom Segura texted me, Joe and Ari videos of you for a solid fucking week every day. Oh no! And that's and, cool. and 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 it, Joe and Tom were the first ones to be back and forth. Like, yeah, this is fucking genius. I had I had known I've know, I've known you for in my entire career. Literally, before I was doing stand up is when I met you. So yeah. I've, I've been aware of you even when you didn't know me, and I've been following your career regardless. Mostly. Because it, at certain points of my career, you live with Chris Fairbanks. I worked with Chris Fairbanks. Yeah. Um, you live with Tig. I loved I loved Tig. Tig and I had a connection because we did Premium Blend together. Oh, And yeah. so, yeah. And so I've known of your career the entire time. I've always followed you on Instagram. So when I saw the videos, I was like, oh, I've already watched these. Yeah. Joe and Tom were finding them at the same time. Yeah. And Tom and Joe were like, oh, my God, this is the funniest human being ever. and that, And I'm telling you, If you're ever gonna give someone a hug, give it to Sigurd. I I mean he fucking loves you.
2: Thanked him, but I I need to double, I double down because he really did. I mean, I was no one was seeing my videos until Dude, the fucking
1: videos, your impression videos are good. They're not as good as fucking Kyle. Is it Kyle? Not Kyle. Um Craig.
2: Oh Craig. Yeah. Those videos It's funny, people have different Those videos uh, make me laugh
1: uh, so fucking hard. Chicken butt oh yeah yeah. i i've laughed so fucking hard and that character has been around for i've
2: been doing since i've been like i I don't remember not doing that that character has been around forever and i've
1: loved that character but when that character showed up on instagram i was dying i was i could i would go onto your videos and i would just scroll i mean year a year back two years back (laughs) yeah they're the funniest goddamn yeah. videos thank you is that your real mom in those videos yes
2: it is and she's do, do, good you, do you do them when you go back to connecticut yeah i don't go back much so i try to make sure i get one they're so her. i know she's she's she's, she's good she's,
1: i am i would argue she's f- the funniest part of the video she's better than me yeah in the videos. she is so fucking good at her i I, I
2: don't know if they're natural reactions they are well i kind of sabotage i don't give her lines because when you give her lines it it starts to sound like more but she naturally would yell at me like that it's very was it the chicken butt where you kept going mom guess what
1: guess what yeah yeah, chicken butt mom guess what yeah
2: that first shot when she's in the kitchen she didn't even know i was filming i don't know if you you uh, remember that but but yeah she's very natural and uh
1: oh those are the funniest fucking videos thank you those are my I, i like but that's my sense of humor is like
2: i don't know yeah it's like some people say you know do more of these and then well the the, the kardashians are, are yeah the kardashians are gold what are the press impressions you do you do
1: trump which is i didn't even i never even knew you were that good of an impressionist to be honest with you.
2: i didn't do impression i did them when i was younger and i got sort of uh, I, I was really uh i wanted to be cool when i was like 12 and i i got uh I thought of as kind of like a clown i I did, did impressions of teachers and stuff like that and like michael Jackson and stuff like that and then i just stopped doing it because i felt like that was making you know kids you try yeah. to be cool and then the whole thing with doing stand-up do the whole you know talk about your family and it was just when i saw the face swap i was like oh i could do these that that reignited that i i can do impressions well, only a couple of years ago i started doing them again it's so good i mean
1: you do Trump. You do all the Kardashians. You do Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta is a fucking good one.
2: <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. And, Jeff. Uh,
1: I mean, they're you're, they're so Elon accurate. Musk. When you do an impression, is it just like it comes to you, and then you go, "Oh, I can do that one." You don't have to think about it. or Do you work
2: Sometimes on it? Sometimes I I can just hear someone talk and think, "Oh, I could probably do that if they just have the same tone." Like Bill Mar with a similar. People Your are Bill Mar's good. Thank yeah. you. People speak in like a four note range basically if you could hit that range and then they place it some people are like in their nose and some are explain to me so
1: like some people talking a four note range what do you mean because i guarantee there's people going i would love like when i first got into comedy i was like if i can get if i can get one good impression yeah then i can always make sure i'll kill because i remember like dc benny had an impression wasn't even impression he's like this is my impression of an italian eye doctor what are you looking at and I was yeah. like, I want to be, I couldn't even do, yeah. I couldn't even do that. Or like, this is my impression of Robert De Niro. Anyone that had one of those, they always
2: murdered. And I was like, I could never do. See, I find it really hard to get them into my stand-up. It feels so forced. I've done it, and I, in the middle of a story, I'll kind of throw in something. But yeah. I always find that uh, I just, there's not much, there's not many ways to get into it. There's the... You know here's my impression of. here's it, my impression like,
1: of yeah. the only impression i ever had was of a vibrator
2: what's that just <laughs> woo,
1: woo, 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 woo. that's Basically
2: good going
1: inside or, that's what that... is my only fucking joke <laughs> <laughs> i've never had a woman need
2: to use a vibrator so i don't know i've never like. had a use, woman use a
1: vibrator either yeah. i'm doing that impression that one that one and my dick after an it. orgasm and it was just me bobbing Um, But uh those are my two impressions. But so when you say four note range, like how like what do you mean like uh
2: well uh I am very I like music a lot and I and I um I, I have uh you gotta be able to hear uh how some some people don't have an ear for it. So if you cannot So it's more about the ear of
1: hearing the impression.
2: Yeah, people who can do impressions well have a good, are usually good musically because they can hear oh, interesting. the notes of the person that they're. Yeah. I've I've done impressions of people
1: only because they're so. There's a guy, I, I, I wish I remembered the exact airport. There was a guy that was so fascinating. The way he spoke and the way he, his intonations of what he found important. Yeah. that i couldn't i wanted to tape record him so i could always listen to him and i found myself doing an impression of him to him like going like
2: yeah ah. i do that if i if i'm talking to someone not even realizing that i'm mimicking them it's it's offensive to do that could but. you do a re- an impression of brogan you know what i've tried no really I cannot he has a very high hard tone that's really hard to get i mean i I haven't tried to really work on it, and sometimes I can get there. Like um, Jeff Goldblum, I had to kind of work on a little bit, but he's, uh, I don't know if I could ever get my voice to do that. What was the easiest one to come up with? Bill Maher is like really close to my voice. Bill Maher. You people. It's just like right in my range. Okay. (laughs) That's really fucking great and like caitlin actually is like pretty close i don't even know what she sounds like she's just like yeah yeah she talks and answers <laughs> herself you know. she looks so much like prettier dorm, now yeah. than she did as a dude yeah she's way hotter. she
1: actually now. is I, I, she actually has aged a lot less and i don't know if that she's just got a ton a lot more plastic surgery
2: but there's just the makeup you get to wear oh yeah i, I bet if right. you got close you'd see that she's about 70 isn't she really her girlfriend's be.
1: fucking smoking
2: haven't seen her That's girlfriend awesome. is she also trans the girlfriend
1: Oh, I fucking hope not, because yeah, mm. I'm definitely attracted to her. Yeah, God, you're pretty woke though. <laughs> like you, you like. Do you think your wokeness came naturally?
2: Like, do you think you were always a woke well, person? I mean, maybe I've been around a lot of uh, uh, homosexuals in my life. I mean, uh, you know, Tig and uh, was it
1: when you lived with Tig. Was she because Tig is? I've always found Tig to be someone who is i never found her to be someone super aggressive and in your face about politics or anything but she is someone that would if you if you said something off on stage you'd kind of be like oh i is that an accurate statement and i know well no
2: i just know that sometimes a lot of times people think she's mad at them when she's not not at all yeah just a very quiet yeah when i when i introduced her to someone new i would i would tell me you might think she doesn't like you but that you just have to wait a minute did you, did you grow a lot living with Tig? I, I mean, we only lived with each other for, I think, four months. Oh,
1: I thought you and her, I thought you guys
2: all lived together for like- No, it was in, the first season Venice. of Inside Amy Schumer. Really? Yeah. Oh, you
1: only lived with her in New York? Yeah, yeah. Oh, shut yeah. the fuck up. Was like I months. thought you, her, and Fairbanks all lived in like Venice No, together. but
2: I would, I did spend a lot of time over there, but we didn't- Were you and her writing me. partners at the time? we were never writing partners but we we would hang out and write um we wrote a couple of little things but we never sold anything or so you guys
1: all worked on inside amy
2: yeah and me amy and tig lived together me and tig lived in a in a a bunk bed in a room it's weird and we were adults and she had just had her mastectomy and she had scars and bandages still and she was blowing up right at that moment, so she was getting huge checks in the mail, really for like three hundred thousand dollars, whatever. And she's living in this tiny room. It's just funny. It's just weird. That's great. Tig t- t- doesn't drink,
1: does she? No. Does Amy drink? Amy drink. I know yeah. Amy drink. I don't know why yeah, I said yeah, yeah, out loud. Yeah. And do you drink? Nah, uh, not a lot. No. I was. Rare. Uh, I just, I'm trying to. I'm trying to force envision this party scene of you guys just no. getting fucking loose
2: amy was gone all the time yeah the weekend she would leave and do shows and stuff um and fun. you and tig were just yeah we would hang out and i i feel so long ago does it really yeah i feel like i can look back on my life now it's like i really lived it there's a lot of years that I, that have stacked up when did you start writing meaning
1: meaning like when did you, when was the first time someone was like man you know you'd be great writing on this show? Cuz I, I got to be yeah. really honest, I always felt anytime you wrote was a disservice to all your talents cuz I I think you're I think you're an amazing writer obviously, but I when you got found on Instagram by everyone. I was like that's always been who I've seen him as.
2: Yeah, I was I did definitely feel frustrated in a writer's room just because I want yeah, you know, I want to perform so yeah. more fun. And I was actually writing on um Sarah Silverman's show and God. I got I would call it a uh, midlife crisis cuz I suddenly was like I got to get out of here. This isn't I just saw my life in this writing track. And that's not why I, uh, even though it's a great job, I, I was thankful for it, but I wanted to, and I had to leave. I just left that job. And that's when I started doing Instagram stuff. You were writing for Sarah's first yeah. show, the Sarah Silverman show? No, the uh, Hulu show. I wrote the first season. Oh, really? Yeah, you know, I got one from Amy's, and then I went to that, and I just saw my track, and I just was like, no, I want to perform. It's so much more fun. All positive, I. all positive, no negative in this. But yeah. what are the, creatively
1: watching working with two of the biggest women in entertainment are in arguably in comedy. Yeah. What is the differences you see creatively in the way Sarah creates versus Amy All Positive, not talking shit, just that everyone has a No, practice. talking
2: shit, all positive. Let me say the differences. Uh uh hmm. Ooh, this is a tough question. Uh I'm not hiding anything i'm literally trying to search my brain for a correct answer who who is in your opinion who is more hands-on amy was more hands-on yeah but it might be because sarah's room was like upstairs and down the hall and we had like a writer's room whereas the amy schumer's writer's room was we were all just together in a room it was amy's first project and it was her first thing yeah 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 it was a different type of show you know, if
1: you, if you had to get one of them pregnant on accident,
2: okay. Okay,
1: I'm definitely going Sarah. Mm. I would love Sarah Silverman in my life, yeah. Because
2: <laughs> Amy's already has a child. Oh, oh, yeah. I told but by the Sarah way, does I not totally want a child, it, it would be an unwanted baby. you all right right yeah. with that? Yeah, I'm very
1: cool with that. I'll give it okay. to my wife, okay. She's like, okay. Cool hey, just so you know, Sarah's gonna come by on weekends, yeah, and come see by. her kid. Do and some when bits. she does, can you? Slide her these jokes I'm working on, see if you can punch them up real quick. <laughs>
2: yeah. I do not feel like I served her show well. Really? Yeah, because I feel like I, I write sketch stuff. And that was a little political, and I just my brain doesn't How see does that. your
1: brain when like how does your brain most naturally write comedy? Is it like especially stand-up? Like, do you
2: mm, stand-up is tough. I don't know why I have a much easier time thinking in terms of scenes and and uh sketch but i'll feel like ooh, there's something funny here with this and then i'll go to bed and ask my subconscious not out loud like a weirdo yeah but i'll i'll let my subconscious take care of it and i'll usually wake up with like a more solid idea yeah and also with impressions i'll work on something and and sort of wake up, and I'll be able to do it when I wake up. Better. I just,
1: I just told Doctor Drew the reason I won't take OCD medicine is that whatever my OCD is, and I have it probably in a bunch of different ways. One of the way it manifests itself is in obsessing about a bit. Is that right? Yeah, we like, yeah, like there's this. I have this bit. I, I write, I write most naturally in story. Like most yeah. naturally, it is a everything's a story. Yeah, that's the way my brain sees everything i think i would have made a great i think i would have made a phenomenal sitcom writer yeah and i think i would have made a good sitcom star if that was late. still around uh, i think it's a little i think the no. ship sailed for four camera multi-cam i can't see no i don't i mean like gabe just did one. Uh, yeah. uh, did you see uh one day at a time like in the 70s no they just redid it oh they did and it was and by the way i have friends that were in it but just yeah. to be objective yeah it was so tough to watch it's bad it was yeah and, and even gabe's gabe's was good but it was like it was lacking something it was like it was like for some reason the multicam just wasn't it wasn't popping the way gabe
2: pops yeah you know where you're like what gabe are we talking about gabriel iglesias oh, yeah. i should ask earlier <laughs> in this conversation <laughs> <laughs> game
1: you know halfway in i was like wait what game are we talking about
2: okay really i didn't see his i'll tell you the one day at a time in the 70s was terrible as well if you like <laughs> that. i mean what we were forced to watch these things when we we're like these are good there's four shows that's all do you They're think that the
1: multi-cam was just simply lack of options that's why we like yes
2: them? three's company is terrible it was the number one show and it's horrible you, you could i really feel like we could sit down and write a threes company episode in an hour oh easily and, it, and no one would notice the, the difference
1: what a, what an interesting
2: premise he has to pretend to be gay to live with these yeah. two girls yeah bosom buddies was like the quintessential crazy premise they to dress like women I men yeah i liked that show
1: i loved bosom buddies yeah i did. always envisioned that would be some That I would get into something
2: like that. It only ran two seasons. Are you serious? Yeah. But you could see how that would run out. Like The writers were probably like, what now? (laughs) 40 episodes of them almost getting caught as women is exhausting.
1: (laughs) You couldn't do Bustle Buddies now.
2: Tom Hanks was good, though. He was good. What was your favorite Tom Hanks movie? (sighs) Well, this is a no-brainer. Forrest Gump. Oh, for real? Wait a minute. No, I don't want to jump into this. I did, <laughs> yeah. like Castaway. Hold
1: on. Yeah, Castaway is a pretty amazing
2: Apollo 13.
1: It's good. Mr. Rogers looks good.
2: What? That's a, he's in Mr. Rogers? It's a new movie?
1: Oh, yeah. It looks I awesome. I haven't seen that. When's that coming out? Uh, he looks just like Mr. Rogers. Really? I just saw the trailer in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Did you see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Yes. Oh, I, I was just great. saw did you that. Like
2: it? i'll tell you i like i really liked certain scenes but as a whole i I didn't really uh get into this story of it but i I liked it and i want to see it again i I didn't get
1: into the story until the last 10 minutes
2: yeah yeah the last next by
1: the way the movie is completely lost on a 13 and 15 year old who are unaware of the Manson
2: murders right 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 must (laughs) be so confusing like this is why were they in this
1: so who the fuck is sharon tate why do we live anytime yeah (laughs) talking about her and i was like wait do you guys know who the manson's family is and they're like no marilyn manson i go yeah do you know who marilyn manson's named after and they're like no really oh they had no isla goes it's it's over and i went yeah she goes that's
2: yeah that's weird I and, could yeah, that must be so confusing if you don't. know So
1: why. confusing if you don't know who the man is. So wait, yeah. best Tom, uh, best Tom Hanks movie. Wait a I'm gonna pull uh, him up. I'm, I'm gonna a, I'm pull for, him up. I
2: think like I'm forgetting one. You're forgetting. I'm. I'm I guarantee. Oh, big, you. big. I think I like big the best. Green Mile. Ah, the Green Terminal. Mile. I
1: mean, what a great. I didn't is see that one. Philadelphia.
2: I'm going with big. Let me I keep love going. Apollo I thirteen.
1: God, he's been catch me movies. if you can you've got mail angels and demons sleepless in seattle
2: inferno was, you the got mail with you got mail with sleepless in seattle part two I he thought was, that was so similar he
1: was really good it was very similar he, patch of party does not
2: translate um well i gotta uh i know <laughs> not to name box name drop road to perdition paul newman was in that yeah do you know and, paul newman uh, no but i dated a girl who was friend her dad was good friends with him you know james naughton He's a Broadway actor guy, yeah. and they did class menagerie together. Anyway, they were, lived down the street, and they were friends. He lived in Westport, Connecticut, and he thought he was terrible in that. And was he showed at this house and was like self deprecating, and he was talking about how they never pay him money. Like everyone is just miserable. Tom Hanks was <laughs> like, "They don't pay me no, enough." No, Paul Newman was saying this. Oh, for real? Yeah. Oh, shut and he up! Thought he, and Paul Newman thought he was terrible. So no one. No one's relaxed and thinks that's so funny. You think that they would be, yeah. You think Paul Newman would be like, "I'm Paul Newman, everything's good." Nothing was, in
1: common. Uh, was Jackie May Jackie Gleason's last movie, right? You know Jackie Gleason did uh, did. Um, he's been in a lot of fucking movies. Yeah. I saw, I think I've seen ju- volunteers is one of my favorite movies
2: oh yeah i like volunteers With john candy a lot. Yeah, when yeah, they're all good.
1: playing cards and these gentlemen place your bets and they all pull chickens up i don't remember that oh i
2: this is the new uh, mr rogers he missed tom hanks mr, mr. Rogers. rogers doesn't he look like him Did you see the documentary yes you did no i didn't the you didn't see the mr rogers documentary it's no, really it? good really yeah does it was mr rogers gay they never know. They never really. They say go into this that. in the,
1: in this one, the trailer. He's like, "Yeah, I'm doing an expose on Mister Rogers, and his girlfriend, I guess, is laying in bed with him." And she goes, "Don't you ruin my childhood to the expose guy?" Because oh. he's doing an expose on Mister Rogers. And I'm guaranteed. Yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah. "Get to the bottom of who this creep is." <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I you know this very sidebar, but I think I'm not even going to share it. Sometimes my brain goes off in ways where I just go like i got a random fucking thought oh yeah i think that's the why i think that's why i think stand-ups have the ability to do that is like be non-sequitur constantly yeah and i think those are the funnest sets you can have
2: yeah it but. drives people nuts i do that and i i have to apologize a lot uh, uh. so you're living by yourself now i know it's weird you're living by yourself
1: and you can eat With edibles. A dog <laughs> yeah what kind of dog rescue it's a
2: pug chihuahua yeah rescue yeah
1: yeah you had to yeah. you can't just buy a dog they're
2: so good rescues are ah i'm buying one
1: i'm buying no i don't hate them yeah. i don't hate them They. Ha- but
2: when you have kids oh you want to make sure they're i just healthy. i
1: want to meet the parents <laughs> yeah. like i don't want to i don't want to roll yeah. the dice on some fucking
2: i got lucky my dog is healthy and good and yeah so fun yeah um do you take it on the road with you sometimes really but last time i have taking her a while because last time she was in a Dog bag, and I went to the bathroom on the plane, and she ate her way out. And I came out of the, the bathroom, and she's running up and down the aisle. It was cute. <laughs> people, people seem to like it.
1: But. I was on a plane one time in first class, and a first a class Doberman pincher in first class took a shit in first class. Oh my! Got God. up and started circling, and I'm like, "This dog is about to take a shit."
2: <laughs> and you can see the owner is just yeah. like, "Well, this is happening." It's a funny time where you can't ask if a dog is. You can't ask why you have a dog, it just can get on a plane.
1: It really is. I saw a dude um in LaGuardia try to claim that he had a, a um, emotional was yeah, it, yeah. a, a distressed uh snake.
2: A distressed snake? No,
1: no, like that he that, that was he his emotional to be, oh, he needed oh, a snake that's with pretty, him. That's a real stretch. And but I I think in honesty, I think he was moving across country and he yeah. didn't want to put it under the plane. Yeah. So he was and so he was saying, no, 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 this is my my <laughs> emotional and it was interesting to watch the guy at the gate handle it. I think he handled it well. He was like, I ain't letting no motherfucking snakes. <laughs> That's a long way to get to that joke, right? No. I ain't letting no motherfucking snakes <laughs> on this motherfucking plane. I think it was I, a good length to get there. Mid-roll reads. Mid-roll reads. What are they? These are mid-roll reads. Welcome to Sober October, powered by Whoop. Whoop combines a wearable device with state-of-the-art software to help athletes and high-performance operators improve recovery, training, and sleep and make better lifestyle choices with real-time feedback on your body. And let me tell you something. I am addicted to my fucking Whoop. I wake up every morning and check my Whoop to see how much sleep I got. I look to see how my recovery is. I take a look at my strain at the end of the day, and if my strain isn't over 12, I hop on the treadmill to get it over 12. This is By far, the most accurate wearable device I've ever worn. And I started wearing other, I won't say names, other wearable devices nine years ago. I am obsessed with my Whoop. I absolutely cannot live without it. I bought Leanne a Whoop. Leanne wears her Whoop to track her sleep.
0: Yeah, I love love that Whoop. I actually got a good night's sleep last night.
1: And your WHOOP can tell you. It it's is. amazing. It almost gets in your head. You it go does. to work out and you're like, WHOOP says I'm ready for this.
0: WHOOP, there it is.
1: Joe, Tom, and Ari and I are all on the WHOOP team and you can follow along with us and join our team. Join WHOOP and get on the team. Get the WHOOP Strap 3.0 for free when you join. Go to WHOOP.com and use the code October. That's one word, SOBEROCTOBER, to get 15% off your order. WHOOP works with the best from the NFL to the Navy SEALs. But the insights apply to all of us. See how your body responds to stresses, good and bad, alcohol, good and bad, and then adjust to live better. Get a Whoop. Check out our team at Whoop.com. Go sober and watch what happens. Hey, did you know Comedy Central has a new podcast called Your Two Dads with Sean and Julian? Hosts Julian McCullough and Sean O'Connor are comedians and longtime best friends who also happen to be dads. By the way, I love the idea of this podcast. I really do. I always say a podcast when I became a dad because I really think I would have loved doing that podcast. In their podcast, they share crazy stories about parenting with other comedians, writers, and actors who also happen to be dads and even a few moms. On top of that, they also force their guests to eat and review baby food, role play, bad parenting scenarios from the news, and figure out, Who among them is the real dad and who's the bad dad? This is a damn funny show. And these guys are, trust me, these guys are hilarious comedians. First and foremost, dad second. These guys are not experts, but they are funny and their kids are still alive. So in my book, that counts for something. And if you're not a dad, you're still going to love it. But if you are a dad, you know a dad, or you're looking for your dad, (laughs) you'll love it even more. Subscribe to Your Two Dads with Sean and Julian for Comedy Central's idea of a parenting podcast. Figs is an amazing company that is making scrubs stylish and functional for people who deserve it the most. For years, nurses, doctors, dentists, other awesome medical professionals were forced to wear scratchy, ill-fitting scrubs. They were not only ugly, they were uncomfortable, and they weren't designed with innovative technical properties to protect and hold life-saving tools. Figs, I should let you wear my Figs. Cause they, I, sl- I slept in them one night on the tour bus. That's weird. <laughs> no, they're like they're like a uh, really stylish sweatpants, if that they're, makes sense.
0: They're nurses clothes.
1: They're comfortable they're as stylish shit. Stylish nurse
0: clothes. I
1: wore clothes. them. I wore them. They're s-
0: really cool. Yeah. They they don't look like that's the nurses point. Clothes. That's
1: that's the point. Exactly what Figs is saying but is when nurses- you say nurses clothes, you think one thing. Figs is changing that entirely. Did you not read the beginning part of this? Are we not listening to me when I said they are updating and making them more stylish and functioning for the people who deserve them? And did you know, Isla, Figs is made with yoga waistbands, and they come in a variety of styles. A variety? From, a variety. From classic straight-legged to joggers and skinny styles. I wore the skinny style. I wore it at Pebble Beach. You did? Oh, yeah. And Dad goes, those are good-looking sweatpants. I go, they're not sweatpants, Dad. They're Figs. Figs gives back, too. Every time you shop at Figs, they give scrubs to a healthcare provider in need around the world through their Threads for Threads initiative. To date, Figs has donated hundreds of thousands of sets in over 35 countries. Speaking of giving, Figs makes makes a great gift for the lifesaver in your life. If you know someone who's a dentist, a nurse, a doctor, or some other great medical professional, Figs gift cards are available. So the next time you want to say thank you to them, say thank you by sending them Figs. You will love Figs. I love my Figs. I I I, It's so funny. I think Segura, when we first started making the decision to wear sweatpants on planes, Segura was like, hey, man, can I get you the best pants you'll ever wear in your entire life? And I was like, yeah. And he sent me a pair of figs. I didn't know they were already a sponsor on his podcast. And then I got mine. I can't. I love them. I love them. So whether you're one of the awesome humans that works in healthcare or someone that wants to say thank you to the deserving folks, figs is going to make it that easy by providing you with 15% off your first purchase. using my promo code bert get ready to love your scrubs head to wherefigs.com. that's w-e-a-r-f-i-g-s dot com and enter my code bert at checkout sometimes i'll write a joke and i'll just i'll go this is just for those times
2: do you i don't even know how i how jokes come do do you have a set way of doing i just something seems to pop into my head but i don't it's yeah it's yeah, something
1: pops in like uh, I'll, I'll i'll walk you through yeah because i had i've been writing jokes while i on, want to know how you write jokes
2: let's steal your process um
1: sometimes i'll have a thought right so like i was getting a massage in uh, australia yeah and i felt bad for the woman that she had yeah. to touch my body yeah I did, and yeah. i said i wonder who she would this isn't a joke, but this is a line that I think I could add into a joke. Yeah, and then I bet I bet she'd be excited if the Rock came in. She'd be like, "Ooh, this is going to be a fun hour of work." Yeah, and then I go and then I'll write down more excited than the Rock's masseuse. Like, like try to write an analogy oh, yeah, yeah. so that I can and then I'll and then I'll go from there. Yeah, and I'll try to find like more excited than and I'll think of cars. Yeah, or I'll think and then I'll just try to riff on it. One of my favorite. I would never have said this when he was alive, as much. But in, in his passing, he was one of my favorite comedians the way he wrote because oh. he would take a premise and he would whittle it down every way. He'd give every tag. He wouldn't stop until he was out tagged. Yeah. And I was like, I remember he had a joke. I've talked about this before about um, women don't want big dicks. They want medium dicks. Ladies, yeah. you don't want jokes. Yo- you don't want some big dick leaving your pussy lips looking like a horse's <laughs> lips, reaching for a sugar cube. Just and I, and yeah. then he had nine different breakdowns of that. Yeah,
2: and yeah, I, When people go, the audience thinks you're done, and then you surprise them again. People, yeah, that's it's a, the greatest. Um, uh, I had my
1: daughter. I had a conversation with my daughter. So then I'll, I'll just go. I'll write the premise. I think my daughters are making me more stupid. And then yeah. what I'll do is I'll shelve that in my head and then I'll look through life for times that comes up. That's a up. good idea. A lot of me a lot of me writing jokes is either mishearing something. I write a lot yeah. of jokes from mishearing people. Misunderstand that's my garage what next door. Oh, okay. Um misunderstanding someone, mishearing someone or s- thinking what someone said is one thing yeah. and envisioning
2: that as like, "Oh, what if that was this?" Yeah. Um, do you? F- I started filming my sets, and it's d- very disturbing, but it's so helpful because I realize I need to structure. And now when I I write, I'll, I'll make you know, a, it's like a list of this category, and I'll start putting them in different folders. So, well, do so you do good. you write on stage or do you write? Yeah, a little bit.
1: I write. I write a lot on stage. Yeah. Um. And I, but filming my sets doesn't work for helping me retain material technically yeah i film my sets when i'm when i when i have my hour um i'll film i'll film just about every set and then what i'll do is i'll take them and i'll cut out the chunks yeah and then i'll work on chunk per chunk per chunk so like uh so i like can this set like I'll, I'll tell you where my working is at right now on this set I get it, once I get a story up, it's like plate spinning. Yeah. And then I go, okay, that story's working. Time to go to the next story so that I can get a full hour of at least everything plate spins, right? Yeah. And then once I get the, all those stories, I then, and this is what I'm doing starting in September, I will take that first chunk, right? And I'll go, oh, that can be a ton more punchy. Like I'm yeah. very lazy as a writer. And I'll just give you the first joke I come up with. Yeah, where yeah. I go, oh, I should go to the second joke. Yeah, and so I'm a really, really re- lazy writer.
2: It's a hard, it's it's hard to go back and sit down because we kind of do this because we didn't like doing that kind of work. Yeah, I never <laughs> understand guys who like are so disciplined. I know they're a they're a rare breed though. I mean, you got the Dimitri Martin,
1: very... John Mulaney, yes, the like guys who, but they like homework though. It's great. I think they writing. probably like homework.
2: Yes, they did. Very, they both did very well. In I think. Yeah,
1: I think their brains were like, oh, "I'm not comfortable unless I've written 19 pages of work, and I know that I can put that down and go. Now I can relax. I gotta add that. Where I look at life and I go, I go. Well, if I'm not living my life, what am I writing about? Mm-hmm. So then I'll go. I gotta go. I gotta. I gotta go play golf. I gotta hit golf balls. I
2: gotta go. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna drink tonight. I'm gonna have people over and and that is important. They. Yeah. I mean. It, getting back to amy's writer's room we were not there a lot they sent us home let us live our lives i think they got better sketches out of that and because most writers room, they keep you there and they think the longer you that you're there the better the show will be that's oh. not like you got about three hours of comedy writing a day you can stomach and Did then you, when you burnt. write for when you write wrote like say we'll just say amy's show because i think that's
1: more sketch it's in what your brain does did you come in with like nine sketches you had did you when at first the first year yeah the first year did
2: you... yeah i i had a few maybe like five that i had just in my computer but it was an easy process we go on monday and you would pitch three ideas really basic pitch like a one-line pitch and they go okay write that one up for thursday then you'd go home and you would just hand it in on thursday it was that and then we'd be, we'd, once it came down to the sketches then we'd all get together and sort of punch it up but it was a i think a, that's a how i would
1: i think i'd really operate well with a writer's room because i think i could come up with my premise but then to have writers go through and help me punch it up would be yeah i mean I, obviously that's not the art form of stand-up yeah i think it's a cheat code
2: i think it, it works for a tv show but if you're doing straight stand-up you can't it would be so helpful though if like three or four comedians got together in a pack and they all just were like, we are going to be the greatest. We're going to film all of us. We're going to film and we're going to analyze. We're going to sit down and watch it. Imagine that doing five sets a week and having a team and you're all just being honest and critical. And I think making that's the sets Kevin better. Hart. Oh, I think he's, that's he's Kevin Hart. Team. I
1: think that's Chris Rock. I think I think I'm not. I mean, I'm, I, by the way, these that's are all what guys. I, if I
2: was them, I would. Yeah, I, would I think they have writers teams, yeah.
1: teams like that help Why them not? punch up stuff. I'm not certain. Let's spread it around anyway. I I was always told Amy, this is what I was told was that before she would get ready to do a special tour, she'd fly all her friends to Hawaii and they'd have writing sessions.
2: But oh, I oh, I think I do remember something like that. I would love I, to I, do I that. that
1: yeah. The problem is I get very territorial of what I say and I want it to be my words. Yeah, like I only because I go, I go stand up's a little bit like um like. This is a really bad example. Stand-up's a little bit like cage fighting or ice skating in that you're showing them your your skill set. Yes. This is my skill set. This isn't my team's
2: skill set. But I would say this. You're right. But for me, I have blind spots. I have a hundred blind spots. Oh, I'm saying like way too much. Even like that, someone just to be like, hey, you're doing this too much or that, just to sort of guide. Oh, I don't think there's wrong with someone. I don't think there's anything
1: wrong with like a buddy giving you a tag and going like I what about this and you're like oh yeah a lot of times i'll just walk away from them there's only like three people i'll take tags from in this world yeah and it and but like
2: isn't it helpful to have someone go hey bert talk about this more this is your lane because i can't yeah. re, uh, you know i sometimes can't see until the joke's done i've been doing it for months i go oh, i shouldn't be talking about that that was a waste of uh... shane torres you know shane
1: <laughs> torres no you'd love him he's so fucking funny yeah. Shane Torres uh doesn't he's given me w- uh, one or two tags in my in since I've known him. But more importantly, like I'll get into a place with joke or and go like that that's not working and he'll say stuff like yeah Maybe you should write like a r- couple jokes in that story right there, and yeah. put a joke in. Maybe that they'd like to yeah. hear a joke there, and you'd yeah. be like,
2: "Oh yeah, I think <laughs> oh. yeah." I'm not a great joke writer. I don't think I can think jokes of quick. I can to... think
1: of more now that I'm getting older. I can think of quick setup punches. Yeah, now I can come up with them, but then I set up punches. They're just like statements that I believe or have yeah. happened to me that are ridiculous, and then you go, "All right, that works."
2: i'm trying to do it more because it's really important
1: oh it's great when you have something quick
2: <laughs> yeah like something quick and if you're not doing well you got another joke right there And oh. Then you're stuck in a story and they're not feeling it it's Uh-oh. like oh i got another minute of this in your head like there we go minute
1: i got fucking i <laughs> almost started a story last night that i do not <laughs> i do not believe in oh. but it, i believe I did that the only premise of this story that's good the only premise is good is i believe the reveal it's what like is that's, this? Oh. this this kid I, I found this kid at a fourth of july fourth of july parade this kid comes walking towards me i'm not telling you the story i'm not trying to punch it up i'm telling yeah. you the part i believe that's good okay this kid's walking towards me and he's crying now as a parent yeah. i just definitely like i definitely am going to solve this situation i'm not gonna yes i see people walking past and i'm like what the fuck is wrong with you imagine if that's your kid right so i stop him i go hey buddy are you okay He's like, I lost my dad, which is an interesting thing for a kid to say. I lost my dad. I'm like, well, okay. Yeah. And he goes, I said, Well, what's your dad's name? He says, I said, What's your name? He says, I said, Okay. By the way, bleep both of their names because it's a real story. I, I said,
2: <laughs> And he still can't find his dad. And
1: I said, Well, what's your, wh- what's your mom's name? He goes, I don't know. And I go, How do you not know your mom's name? <laughs> Man, I'm like, His kid must be really traumatized, yeah. right? So I go, to, I take the kid through the parade, screaming at the top of my lungs. We're, I haven't looking for my. Yeah. My, even the kids getting a little feel like yeah dial it back bro I don't care <laughs> to see them that bad anyway the short and long of the story and there's a lo- lot more in it yeah is I find the kid finds uh, it's the fourth of July play he fi- finds a a uh, wagon full of kids his age that he knows that he goes school with okay and one of the dads goes is he lost and I'm like no asshole I'm Kidnapping I'm just him. screaming him through the yeah. What the fuck do you think he's lost? And he goes, "Oh, his dad's right over there." And I went, oh "Okay." So I go over and yeah. I still yell, "Is there a? I've been looking for a. Is there a I've been." And this guy goes, "I'm." I go, "Do you have a son named?" He goes, "I do." I said, "Well, he's lost." He goes, "No, he's not." I went once again. I'm like, I'm "Not a." F- That's yeah. right. You got me. This has Whoa. been an elaborate prank. I just wanted to see if I get you to come with me. Yeah. I'm like, "No, he's definitely lost." He goes, "No, he's not. He's over there." I go. Oh, i'm like so frustrated now i go he's lost and by the way he's so upset he doesn't know his mom's name and he goes he's never met his mom and then i realize he's holding oh. hands with the dude
2: <laughs> oh my
1: god and i'm like so oh he's got two dads oh fuck <laughs> like the whole like i'm sitting here going like he's so traumatized he doesn't even know the name of his mom he goes, he's never met his mom
2: <laughs> that's funny yeah, and so that, that's this, the only so that's yeah. the
1: part when we're talking about writing jokes that's the part for me That kid not knowing what his mom's name. Me, yeah. Don't give up on
2: this story. You just got to go get back on. I got to figure. I got to figure it out.
1: But it just it was so funny, and so then I kept telling it over and over to friends, and then I was like, "It'll work." And last night I started it, and I went, "Nope." That is the
2: the stories are hard. I was at the store. This is last or two weeks ago, and it's a Saturday night. You don't want to try a new story, but I thought I'm just gonna. I gotta. Push myself. I'll feel
1: bit. it. If it feels right, I'll slide
2: it in. I started and I realized I couldn't get out of it. I couldn't just stop it. So I thought maybe if I keep plowing, they'll get on my side. And it was the wrong story to tell. What was the story? It's so awful, and it only makes me look horrible. And people are going, "Ooh, wait, what, that what's the story? Like what's the story?" Dick. I was at a. Now I'm gonna tell it, but I, I'll <laughs> cut this down. I was at a movie theater. With my friend, I sat in a seat. This girl came up, she's like, you're in, you're in my seat. And I was like, oh, sorry. And she looked familiar. I sat in front of her. My seat was directly in front of her. The movie broke, which never happens. I couldn't find my phone. I turn, I talk to her for a second. I get my phone. Then I get a text from her. And I don't know it's her. It, I, I don't have my glasses. I just see her name. <laughs> and then there's so much to story, but I'm trying to cut it down. So I turn to my friend and I go, this is an awful, I, <laughs> I brought this up to tell you, I don't want to ever tell this story again. Wait, it bombed, going. not even bombed, it just people hated me.
1: So wait, let's slow it down. So you're in a movie theater. You <laughs> yeah. sit in the wrong seat. Oh, a girl God. comes in and goes, hey, you're sitting in my seat. You go, oh, sorry. Yes. So
2: you move in front of her. Which was my assigned seat. I assigned happened seat. to be directly in front of her. There's no one else in this movie theater. It's, That's it's why you, you I saw, and your friend and her wherever. and her friend behind you.
1: Her and, and you her date, realize, seemed to be a date. And so you realize your phone is missing and you turn, I turn around
2: so now she's hearing me talk seeing me again and she recognizes me yeah i still didn't recognize her but thoughts looked familiar so i get a text from a girl from chicago this is my mind oh there's a girl in chicago that i had sex with years ago so i turn to my friend <laughs> and i say oh this is it's a great horrible.
1: fucking story you know, this is a great can, no so wait so i'm gonna hit pause <laughs> can i tell you where i want it to go yeah yeah Can okay. i tell you where i want it to go
2: yeah maybe that's what i'll do this
1: is this is my favorite part of hearing stories because <laughs> i know where i want it to go
2: i would love to hear this so can i tell your story to you yeah okay hey maybe i'll this is probably a good this is a good writing <laughs> session this is an awesome fucking story.
1: I already love this story. What I love about a story is uh is a Kaiser Soze moment, like a, a like a like a. This is a Kaiser Soze moment.
2: I mean, you love the story, but I'm telling you, I told it to not only dead silence, but then groans, and and I lo- I lost the crowd for my set was over because I thought I was a jerk. Go ahead, sorry.
1: I go to the movies with my my best friend. He calls me. And he's like, hey. We gotta go see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Definitely, that's a bad movie. That's a bad movie. All right, hang on. I'll tell you why. I'll tell us. you why. It was what? It
2: was, it was the was, movie Us. It was the movie it was Us. Like a horror. Movie okay, this
1: God. is great because, by the way, we're seeing it. It's about to be pulled out of theaters. There's no one in the movie theater. Mm-hmm. And I sit down, and I sit down. And I'm waiting for my buddy to come back for popcorn. And this girl comes up and goes, "You're sitting in my seat." There's no one in the fucking movie theater. Three
2: hundred and fifty seats. Three hundred and fifty seats. I sat. In I her sat seat. in
1: her seat, and I look at. I go, "Oh fuck!" I'm in H. I'm sitting in G. Right. So I literally now move directly in front of her. Now I'm directly in front of the one person I sat in her seat. Her date shows up. Wait, you, at the same, you tell
2: this bit way better than me. At you the want same this?
1: time, my friend shows up. Literally, my friend says, "Hey, you're in the wrong seat," and I have to explain. No, actually, this is H. That's G. And we all get a little bit of a laugh in it. Yeah. The movie's about to start, and I realize I don't have my phone. I left it in the seat, so now I have to once again make an awkward turn. I go.
2: Well, the it's, movie broke.
1: Hold on. I like it this way. Oh, okay. Sorry. The movie starts, and I say, Hey, before it starts, I go, I'm sorry to do this. Is my, I think I might have left my phone in that seat. And she looks at me, smiles, hands me my phone. I'm like, Is this fucking chick hitting on me? It's how crazy is oh, this? Yeah. Yeah. I like She's this. on a fucking yeah. date. Okay. And I'm like, What if this is meant to be? What, if, you know, anyway. Uh huh. Literally in the middle of the movie, the movie breaks. What are the fucking odds that a movie breaks? And you Never know, once happens. a movie breaks, I'm such a fucking tech junkie. I immediately look at my phone to see if I've got any text, And I do. I got this random text from this chick I fucked in Chicago. In Chicago. In Chicago. She lives in Chicago. She lives in Chicago. And she texts me, like, hey, what are you doing? I want to meet up. And well, I. Well, wait. I, okay, okay, wait, wait, I'm wait, hold on. Head. And so I look at my friend and I go, oh my God. Now remember, <laughs> the movie's broken, it is silent. I go, I just got a text from this fucking pig I fucked in Chicago. How do I reply to this? How do I reply to this? And I turn to the group behind us. I go, you ever get a text? And as I say that, the girl goes, it was me. <laughs> oh. that's. Wait, is that
2: is that what happened? I wish that happened. Wait, tell me what
1: happened. Tell me I what wish. Happened. I love this.
2: I didn't have my glasses, so I just saw her name. I couldn't read the actual text but I'm like this girl lives in Chicago she just texted me so I turn to my friend and I say "Sword, this girl that I <laughs> fucked in Chicago just texted me movie's broken it's dead silent and this
1: girl I just was, fucked in Chicago years ago
2: me. she texted me her asshole reeked oh! and then and oh, this <laughs> no, anyway, is wait, awesome. wait, and then This is awesome. My friend who's hard of hearing <laughs> said her asshole reeked. And then I go, Yeah, can I buy your glasses? Not by the way, my glasses were in my pocket. All I did was take out my glasses. I didn't realize they were in my God, pocket. This is such a great story. And I put the glasses on. <clears throat> Let me read this text from this stinky asshole girl. <laughs> <laughs> and it says, I'm sitting right behind you. All the blood left my body. Oh. I turned around. I mean, can you imagine
1: oh, the feeling of, this is a fucking amazing story. This is an amazing it, story. It's
2: not it doesn't work on stage. It does I, work I don't on know, stage.
1: I mean it does work on stage. It, it does. It, you know what it it's a I'm sweating. That's such a great fucking story.
2: Well, I told it wrong because everyone was just like, you're an asshole. and wait so wait what happened so there's so much more to this too and i i mean i'll try to buy it's so i turn around the most awkward like (laughs) hey Hey. and you know i mean she's two two feet away from me when you send someone a text you're watching their reaction i mean she was i'm sure staring at me to see if i would light up so we have this awful interaction and i wanted to leave right away and but i couldn't cuz that would look even worse if there's a chance she didn't hear me or it just would have made it worse if i left so i sat yeah. there and i felt like uh, so small and she's looking at the back of my head so for 2 hours i'm watching this movie in complete uncomfortable awfulness it was so awful that is awesome and then so the next day uh i get a text from her and uh I'm like is it possible she didn't hear me? There's no way. Yeah. My friend yelling. But she's texting me like like that I mean, is normal. And then uh I get a picture, random picture from her. So I'll show you now. Oh my god. I don't think she would li- listen to this, right? No. <laughs> no, he says. There's no fucking way. I mean, there is a way. All right, we can edit. Sorry, this is taking a minute. No, 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 no. I want, is one I want the, you to read this, this. is one this of my picture. favorite stories I've ever heard. This <laughs> I is. want you to read this. She sent me out of the blue. Okay, so just re- read this. Picture. Oh, my God. By the way, I
1: don't have my glasses. Uh,
2: out of the blue. Read the bottom of that bottle of juice. It's, to, a, it's a picture of a bottle of juice. I'm
1: trying to get it bigger so I can see it. I can't. I oh, my wait, glasses. Wait, wait. Try to make it, like, open it bigger.
2: Yeah, save it. Why not save it? That? <laughs> that
1: is fucking... I love a good story. I love a good <laughs> story.
2: Alright. She sent me a picture
1: of juice. Read, read the bottom line. Poop enforcer. Creation. Alkaline water balances pH. Constipation, digestion, energy, recommended for bowel cleansing. <laughs> is that what she is taking?
2: Is she it, what does that mean? That does that mean she heard me?
1: She heard you and she goes, just so you know, this was what I was drinking that night. Oh, this is to blame. It's the fucking...
2: It's the. I mean, the sto- that I'll end there, but that isn't even the end of the story. Really? Wait, what happened after it that? It gets weirder. So all right i'm telling this whole story sorry no
1: this is I, are you kidding me when you go it did bombed i'm like i'm like okay and, and i thought it was going to be just like a oh you know i sat in your seat i sat in your seat her asshole stank
2: i think it's just people were horrified for her which i am too and i feel all like got, they, all
1: you need is a certain all you need is a pivot at the beginning to get you out of trouble like a simple pivot.
2: What's a what's a pivot?
1: Uh, like I believe in, I believe in pivots where <laughs> you like you plant. I, I sometimes you can you can plant a little sapling at the beginning of a story that allows you to harvest it later. Ah. And when it comes to a pivot, you can point you can plan a direction here so that when you get here and it gets uncomfortable, you're allowed to one word swivel it and then they go, oh, I now feel for him. I'm trying to think of an example. Oh, okay. You, you know, like uh,
2: they feel for you in the moment. Oh,
1: yeah, like a, you, all you need something. is a little pivot in the front of that. Maybe, like,
2: she was a bitch to me or something. She oh. uh rejected me. Maybe this girl, something. this
1: girl, I got a text from this girl in Chicago. Oh my god, uh, I was in love with her. She dumped me. That's like a pivot,
2: but then how does that square with the stinky asshole? And then, yeah, thank love. god she had
1: a stinky asshole. <laughs> and he's like, What? Oh, my friend started, what? I said she had a stinky asshole. (laughs) That'd be great if she goes, I'm sorry, what did you say? (laughs) I said you had a... (laughs) I said... I said... uh...
2: So anyway, just to wrap this up, then she keeps texting me and she wants to watch Game of Thrones, you know, with me. Yeah. So I was like, okay. So she comes over and she wants pajama bottoms to be comfortable and she just takes off her pants in front of me full beaver puts on these like like uh you know pajama pants i gave her i'm like oh okay we've had sex before it was like five years earlier or something yeah years early and so we're just lying down watching and then we both fall asleep and so i just didn't want to wake her up i just went to my bed and then she came in and like was snuggled up into me and so I was like, I guess we're hooking up. I'm still though in that mindset of, did this person hear me? And uncomfortable. Yeah. So I go to make out with her, and she stops me and she goes, No, no, no. And I was like, Oh, okay. So I'm like, This is weird. Like, she got in my bed. We've had sex before. She why? Why? Yeah. Why is she getting my bed? So I was sat there for a second. I was like, Oh, I, I, I'm just curious. Are you are you not attracted to me anymore or something? And or I was like, do, do you have a do you have a boyfriend or something? I was trying to find out. Yeah. And she's like, no, no, just my body says no. And I'm like, okay. And I'm sitting. There, I'm like, this is just weird. And so and suddenly so I was like, I swear to God, I won't be offended. I'm just curious. Are you just not attracted to me anymore? And she's like, no, my my just body says no. And I was like, okay, okay. So we go to sleep. And the next day, she's not leaving. It's like 1 p.m. And I finally had to pretend I was going somewhere. It was just so weird. And then she continued to text me pictures of food and stuff. That's it? That's the whole story.
1: But what? I'm confu- I'm, I'm confused, confused Why would she stay at your
2: house? And- I don't know. It might have been revenge or something. Maybe it was like, I don't know. That's
1: so interesting. Do you, how, Like, I couldn't, I don't know if I could be single. That makes me so uncomfortable.
2: <laughs> I, I'm, I'm uncomfortable most of the time. The
1: idea that you would go into your bed and then she would get in bed with you and you're like, and then you'd wake up and you'd be like, so what do you got? What do you got planned today? And she's like, ah, nothing. Yeah. And you're like, oh, cool. Yeah. And then you'd have to be like, well, I've got jujitsu class.
2: Yeah. And she's that's like, what, what
1: time will you be back? And you're like, huh?
2: Yeah. What is? It's this? so
1: weird that like I'd said to someone the other day. I don't know where we were talking about. We were like, they should have an app where you to make friends. Like they have an app to fuck people, but they don't have an app oh. to make friends.
2: Oh, that's interesting. Like
1: why wouldn't they have like Oh, why does that seem so sad? I know, right? Sadder than a it's dating It's sadder app. than fucking people. Yeah. Technically, but theoretically it's not.
2: Well, it, it's sadder because it's all about being lonely. Whereas the dating app is also like I'm trying to get laid is in there. But
1: yeah, but it's like but it's like I'm not lonely. Yeah, I'm just I'm trying just to trying fuck. to fuck.
2: Yeah, but a friend app is I'm very lonely and I can't talk to people.
1: I remember one time I was on uh Craigslist and I saw an ad saying
2: <laughs> looking for someone to play ping pong with i actually i would respond to that i like ping pong. I did, you can't play alone
1: well you can just put the one side of the table up. oh
2: that's not fun but
1: i was like so sad he should just be like i'm looking to fuck and people will yeah. be like you like ping pong you like ping pong also <laughs> yeah yeah you should
2: bury the lead
1: on that <laughs> the lead, i'm looking to fuck I've had and play ping pong dates. afterwards
2: you ever do dating apps no, no i was i yeah. was married I'll before be they lucky. existed i the worst i i went out with this girl i i picked her up and she literally and there's nothing wrong with being overweight but her pictures look totally different I mean she's she was twice the size it wasn't the Deanna, she was two of the picture that, that she had on her profile so I'm like alright well you know whatever immediately
1: I want to go how did you get those pictures
2: Like, don't you feel nervous showing up yeah you just put the picture that look like you anyway gets in my car and she immediately breaks into a flop sweat like <laughs> someone dumped a bucket of water on her head and uh, we go, we're driving, and she tells me she's on the ISIS hit list. And what? I was like, why is that? And she's like, the FBI told me. I don't know. I'm like, well, I'm sure you're fine. And then she started getting nauseous, and we just had to pull over every five minutes to have her drool out of my car. And she took her shoes off really quick and started rubbing her feet. Like Within 30 seconds of getting in my car, really, her bare feet are, are like, and I just this is uh, anyway it's it's going great things are going well. How,
1: you should have a fucking TV show just of like it, it's all done like uh, like f- remember that one show it was like was it first date where they would it was like hidden oh. camera it was one hidden camera they yeah. just go along with you yeah you should have a you should have a show like that. I,
2: I tend to uh, have very weird dates. You don't like confrontation
1: though, do you? No, I hate confrontation. I won't do it. So that's why I used to have. I used to have bad I used to be really bad at dating because if a woman was a little bit domineering or weird, I would just let it go. Yeah. And be like, okay, I'm just gonna talk shit behind your back yeah. to my friends. Right. And I'm not gonna be I could like whereas other ones other of my friends would be like, uh, this date's fucking over. I don't right. date fucking lunatics.
2: Yeah, that's good boundaries, but it does feel mean. I wish I had boundaries. I don't. You don't. I have no boundaries. Oh, I have no fucking. Boundaries. I get run over by. I mean, I'm working on it. For real? Yeah. I mean, I just grew up, sort of. You know. Only child. No, but I. W- I was. You know, I had great parents, but like I was the last one. Like, I. I How I, many? And not just three. Okay. But but I just whatever for whatever reason I got the message of not thinking for myself. So I I, I, I didn't even go. I love music, but I didn't even think to buy myself music till i got to college and i saw other people do that Like i went through just one of those things you're like
1: music is whatever we got floating around i just would go
2: through the radio i never thought for myself this is what i wanted even doing stand-up i never i did what people kind of told me to do i was so why do you think is
1: i you know i called my dad uh i called my dad on a this sunday on a par four i was 130 out and i called my dad and said, hey, what do I hit my pitching wedge? I actually know the answer <laughs> yeah. is 125. I know yeah, the answer yeah. is 125.
2: So why'd you call him? I have no fucking idea. That's nice, though. You know what I've just connection. stopped doing
1: recently well. is calling people for advice about things I already know I'm not going to listen to them.
2: Now, I'm trying to think of why you would do that. Maybe you, you wanted to just hear it so you could solidify your opinion, feel more secure in your I don't know I think it's a I
1: think it's a little bit of a desperateness to connect with people
2: okay
1: like um like so, so this would be a perfect example so say like we get done here and then we're talking we talk about Instagram a little bit and then I got a good post this is a bad example because I probably wouldn't do this but like I would text you hey Kyle what time do you post your Instagram do you notice that yeah Uh, by the way it doesn't matter because whatever you say i'm still gonna post them whatever the fuck i shoot (laughs) them but like i do that like um i was we're looking at dogs and i have a friend who's got a dog like that a famous friend who's got a dog like that and i wanted to text them and go he's got a different type of dog and he's got a connie corso and i wanted to text him and go hey man is your connie corso good with kids i know his answer is gonna be yes i
2: I think i don't think that's a bad thing i think it it helps keep connections with people because i drop off a lot of friendships that just don't keep up little texts. I think you should. Keep I am that a hundred fucking percent, yeah. dude.
1: I don't reply to texts at all. Like really? people will text me and say like, "Hey, uh, you know," I'll tell you. I'll sh- I mean, I'm guaranteed. I get fucking- so hurt
2: when people don't re- reply to my texts. So you better not do that to me. Okay. I have son. I have okay. This is a perfect
1: example. These, you know, I can say legit these are friends, but I won't reply to these texts. Jeff dies, Sam Tripley, and Chad Zumak. Have all texted me within the last 15 minutes. I won't reply to any of them. Why? I don't know. it's something that <laughs> makes me uncomfortable. It makes me very uncomfortable to like like uh like Jeff Die wrote, uh, there's a perfect example. Jeff Die wrote absolute killer set last night. Now, oh. what do you what do you say to that?
2: Thanks, dude. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but I feel like that's like I that okay, I automatically go, that makes me sound like accepting a compliment like that if, if it makes me feel uncomfortable so
2: interesting just, well no no i don't think i think you i think you should drop that because what if i wrote back who you or me <laughs> oh yeah you can make a joke that's funny no
1: but then i go what if he doesn't get it and then he's like did nice. you watch my set and then i'll be like no like, uh, like yeah, starting th- back and forth so i immediately second guess what i write with people and I'm- i and i have a hard dude i let relationships Fall by the wayside consistently because I think number one they don't really want to be my friend. <laughs> We're all tortured. Yeah, like I go, they don't really want to be my friend. <laughs> like what? Like Brian Callen texted me the other day something very sweet, and I just didn't. I was like, I right, I don't know what to say.
2: See, I have a different fear, which is I fear they're gonna like get their feelings hurt if I don't write back. That's what I. Fear. I feel
1: like I'm gonna write what I find funny, and they're gonna go, I don't get it. Are you trying to be a dick? <laughs> and I'll be like, I was just joking. What but I ab- think that's—I think that is based off of. I did have a friend who you'd write back jokes to, and they'd fucking lose their shit. Yeah, and you'd be like,
2: you—I couldn't read them. I could never yeah, read them. It's hard to. Yeah, texting is very dicey. I had a friend.
1: I, I got a given cocaine one night. Yeah. at a club at a after a show at the DC Improv, and I texted it to a group of friends like a picture of coke in my hand. Yeah, and I was like, I've officially made it as a comic someone just gave me coke right yeah. i just thought yeah all my friends know i don't do coke yeah like, uh, and i i and then i called the guy like two days later i was like what's up man and he's like i don't know how to even speak to you and i was like huh it's like i'm sorry are you calling me after you do coke for a weekend and like lost his shit i was like i was like dude i didn't do coke i thought you knew me dude can i tell you barry cats one time he used to be wrapped by barry Katz. yeah this is a perfect example it's like i think that if you try to be funny to people often enough and they don't get your jokes you yeah. kind of start going introverted yes yeah like i i was i said to barry cats used to work for new wave entertainment yeah it was a big company it's a big big fucking company maybe like i'm gonna ballpark it at like 200 employees yeah and i called one night new wave thinking i could get into barry's voicemail and leave him a voicemail yeah like thinking i could because i his he was out of the country or whatever and it went to their general mailbox. Now, I'm a grown up. I know that a general mailbox is going to be heard by the receptionist. Yeah. Hi, this is a general mailbox for New Wave. If you don't know the party of Ascension, leave a message here. And right. I, so I did a joke where I was like, Barry, pick up. I know you're sitting there. Pick up. Uh, yeah. Barry, pick up. It's Bert. I'm wasted. The cops want to know if I have a friend that can bail me out. Barry, pick up. As a joke, I'm a comedian. Yeah. And then he was like, he was like, Papa, I don't even know what to tell you. You called drunk on the with the cops trying to arrest (laughs) you, and I'm like, "Perry, that was a joke." And I it just was this place where I stopped. I was like, I was like, you know Uh, what? It's it's better to be safe than sorry, and not try to be funny to comics. Sometimes
2: with text, you got to be so clear. And I'm not. Yeah, I I forget sometimes too. I'm never. I was never a Twitter guy. Yeah, me either. Like i'm sure
1: rob delaney could fucking hit home runs with texts yeah i mean his texts are brilliant but unless i'm in person
2: maybe you just need a a checker someone to check like hey someone a tastemaker say does this seem (laughs) when you're nervous about your texts just send them to someone like tell your wife like would you take how would you take this this is when it's especially written it seems more serious you have to yeah it does it can seem very serious (laughs) especially when the person's nervous like being in a relationship I've had to apologize so many times in the beginning. Like, no, that was a joke. <laughs> like what? Like I think what? You're a Fat pig. <laughs> I never wrote that, but yeah, you got to be careful. But I don't think you should worry about taking a compliment because they're complimenting. They, it's just you saying thank you for the compliment. It doesn't make you. I just assume. Seem... You know
1: what I do, Kyle? The second I start doubting myself, I just get hands off. I don't Let's don't reply. flip.
2: Why don't I respond to your Here, people? you take
1: mine, and I'll take yours. And you reply to all my texts.
2: with uh, that stinky asshole text. Can we cut that whole story out? Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Are you good at sex? Yeah. <laughs> really good. I know what I'm doing. For, for real? Well, I know what to do. I just don't do it. Wait, I mean? know what to do. If I ever needed to step up to the plate and do a good job, I think I would. Are you good? I at just the, never have. Are
1: you good at the first time having sex with someone?
2: Yes. For real? And then I got to break the news. Like, that was a one time That deal. was a fluke. Yeah.
1: I've only was... had sex with one t- person once in my life. For that, the first time I was spectacular.
2: Yeah. And I don't know what it was. The effort.
1: You cared. I don't know. I don't. Not even really. But I was so good.
2: What was good? I mean, not,
1: I just lasted for a long time, and I was hitting rhythms,
2: um, and I was like, "It's all about." Any kids listening, you got you, you gotta uh, make sure the woman's taken care of first. That's yeah. the key to it. Yeah. Then she tells all your her friends you're good in bed, and then it gets spread around, and then all her friends have sex with you. Just and kidding. then you're like
1: in and out burger. Everyone's coming by. <laughs> yeah, there's a line. You need a
2: positive Yelp review. yeah, yeah. yeah. What That's if they the, came
1: out with a Yelp? Review of sex
2: with people. Ooh, that'd be good to add to like a Tinder app. Oh, it would be four and a half stars. You know, <laughs> that'd be good.
1: Ooh, that would be good if people had sex with you, they gave you stars. Yeah, but then I guess you'd be looking for people with not a lot of stars. I would. Be. Who would you be looking for? Would you have sex with a woman with five fourteen hundred yeah, five star reviews? Don't even want
2: them to have or would five you stars? Want One
1: one star review. You want a
2: four? Because <laughs> five, she's doing too much. Yeah. But yeah, solid four would be good. But getting back to how good I am at sex. <laughs> uh, By
1: the way, I just want this to be the promo.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's it's really dynamite, I think. Yeah. No, I mean I, I honestly it does ebb and flow. I'm I'm sure there's there's a you know a wide range of because sometimes there isn't chemistry there. I was with a girl once and I decided to be honest, which was the dumbest thing. <laughs> I told a girl I started laughing when we were making out. I thought she felt that and I'm sure she did, that we just didn't have chemistry. Yeah. But I think I just was nervous. I didn't even do think about it. Was
1: do you kiss every girl the same way?
2: No. No. Really? A similar, but you, you go off like the lips, you know? You read you let them lead? Uh back and forth it's a boxing match (laughs) i feel like listeners are learning a lot by the way i've only like i've i probably
1: only made out with not not even a ton of chicks you how many 20
2: okay all right
1: i've only had sex with six okay maybe seven maybe seven yeah Yeah, but no but i got married at fucking 30 i mean i should have had sex with more i just was so bad at it that it was like i go i is the only stuff i do i only How do you do know this. you're
2: bad at it i was fucking bad at it you're talking like you ended quickly
1: always okay always okay that's I bad i mean yeah that's and bad. i mean so quick that i was like i have to trust this person to not tell anyone yeah to yeah to go like oh that was like astounding right. i have one instance with a girl that had sex with that was a waitress at one of the comedy clubs yeah and she yelled at me that's weird she yelled at me and started breaking stuff in my room
2: well she's a, a psychopath
1: that's what i said and i was like and by the way i was like in my head i was like we had sex i had an orgasm i was like give me a second we'll go back at it again yeah. and she was like are you fucking serious and i was like hey hold on let's not do that like that's definitely gonna not put me and she's like you better fuck that that's bullshit that's fucking bullshit we better be doing this again and i was like okay hold on you don't talk to me like that we're in my house fucking calm down and then she would like kick something on my nightstand i was like all right now you gotta leave you gotta get the fuck out like yeah. i can't we're not dating you're not my girlfriend no one talks to me like that let alone
2: kicks are you gonna
1: kick my stuff i was like now you're getting on a train you're going to fucking brooklyn good luck oh and man. she was like she was a fucking by the way she was a really great person i really liked her a lot as a person until that one fucking moment isn't it
2: funny when you go oh this is another side of this person and you find out a month or two in, you go, oh this is a whole new have you area. ever had
1: someone raise their voice at you that you felt like i would have never raised my voice at you all the and time. now i hate you forever yes all the time
2: <laughs> well yeah I, I i've had to check in because i used to not be able to gauge when i was hurt or when someone's doing something bad to me because i had numbed out was my thing non-confrontation yeah. numb out quick yeah. to not have that and now I, I tried. I went to a therapist once with this girl I was dating, and therapist kept going. Does, does that bother you? She just said that, and I'd be like, Oh, I was like, Yeah. Now that I think about it, but um, anyway, I had some point. What was my point? No,
1: but wait, I do that. I do. I have a really, I, I do a really shitty thing. I wish I didn't do this. I feel like I'm a really good person, and if someone raises their voice to me and yells at me. Or acts aggressive with me in a way that makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, I shut down with that person. I no longer trust them for the rest of my life. That's I, a good. That's I will good never idea. forgive them, and I probably talk shit behind their back.
2: Yeah, because that's once they show you that. Yeah, it's coming back. It's not like they, they're doing that one
1: time. It, that's that's a, that's well, you've now set up a line of behavior. You believe it's okay to treat you like yes. treat people like that. Yeah, and I I will not. You have boundaries. I don't have boundaries, so I won't let that person know. I'll let them go, hey, man, I'm sorry about that. And I go, hey, it's not a problem. And then what I do is I trash them behind their back for the rest of their life. Yeah, I like that. I do that. I wish I I wish I could not do that. <laughs> Can I tell you what I wish I did? I wish I was like, hey, man, I apologize. We're no longer friends. Yeah. That's how this works now. Right? I appreciate that you're upset. I wish I, I, wish I was a person that could give you a second chance. But I've been beat up by people like you so much in my life. You're dead to me very rarely do people
2: change very rare so rare you're best off just making complete assumptions i, I mean, agree i agree 100 when have you been wrong i i've stayed in relationships too long where i thought it could change it just we don't live long enough getting back to that yeah People, we need to live five hundred years. The first hundred years, you deal with the shit from your childhood, and then you're alone for hundred years. Then you start dating at three hundred. Then you start dating. <laughs> then at four hundred, you get in serious relationships, and then you get married at five hundred years old. That's healthy. That would be. I, I, when you were younger, weren't you like adults or adults? Now you're like they're they're kids with gray hair. Yeah. Th- no one. I'm really always changes. shocked at how
1: many people have gray hair. I'm like, everyone has gray hair yeah. that I know. <laughs> yeah. Everyone, I don't know anyone that doesn't yeah. have gray hair. Yeah. It's so fucking crazy. I know. I thought 45. I, I said to my dad the other day, I go, um, so wait, how old were you when I was starting stand up? And he goes, well, when you were starting stand up, I was a little bit younger than you. And I was like,
2: what? And now it's i have these thoughts every day something like that pops into my head i'm like oh this is the year that i i found out my dad was 48 and i was like oh my god he's gonna die soon yeah it's 48 i go so
1: wait how old were you when you ran a marathon he's like oh, 28 i was like hold on yeah i was like seven are you fucking kidding me like yeah i look back and i go and i feel i feel
2: like I don't feel like I'm 46. No, that's a thing. When you're younger, every year you're different. Then when you hit 27, maybe you just go flatline. Yeah, and you just, start especially looking guys like older. me
1: and you, I never grew up. Yeah, like I don't like my sense of humor's identical. Yes, but too. I still laugh at the same fucking shit. Yeah, and I and I never really like. No, like I, I hang out with friends that are lawyers and stuff, and they're like, "Hey, when you tell like a off-color oh, joke, right. easy. Okay, all right, yeah. enough of that." and then yeah and then you're like i don't get that you're like you don't find that funny these are guys that used
2: to find it funny
1: no i I mean some of them are just people that i know now that are grown-ups yeah and you meet a grown-up and then you say something really off color do you think we'll live longer than them we'll be right back i will know you're you're staying young i don't think so i think i'm partying pretty hard yeah so yeah that doesn't matter I have you a cardiologist appointment God.
2: tomorrow. We'll find out. <laughs> you hear guys like that, that partied their whole life. And I mean, Elton John's still around. That I look at, I,
1: like dude, nuts. I've Pat Summerall yeah, fucking. I look genetics. at genetics. Yeah. I go. It's yeah. You don't. How are your grandparents still alive? Uh, dead before me. And yeah, then my okay. all right,
2: well.
1: <laughs> they died. <laughs> Mine are all dead. too. <laughs> they died in so. strokes. We're
2: wrapping it up. <laughs> yeah.
1: We got to fucking get out of here, <laughs> dude. I, I feel like I look at my whole family of adults, males, that, like didn't have cardiologists we're all fucking dead before 45
2: well, you're smart can they because i want to i as i said i always think i'm dying can they see your valves i oh, feel yeah. like there's guys, a ct scan they should do that every year for they only need to do it every five years all right, well, I want technically you done. can't have
1: that much more blockage built up within five years so i have a ctc you do have a cardiologist no do you have a do you have a doctor can i go to your guy 100 percent. i set up bill burr with my guy
2: they yeah, won't go to your he's, guy.
1: I'll say I'll 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 give you his number and I'll tell him tomorrow I'll see him tomorrow. I'll say just you know, he's coming in and I'll have you get the treatment my dad got me. My my dad got that. me the full fucking check all your veins, check your heart, Ugh. find out if you're at risk for a stroke, risk for a heart attack. Yeah. And then obviously stress test. But um but that you it it, it I don't like it. Every time I every time every time I go to the cardiologist I think of the same thing. There's this older black woman, and I walked in to get my CT scan. I did not want to do it. Wait a minute, CT scans all that radiation, though. CT's it's a it's a CAT scan. It's like uh, they check, but they check all your valves to see if you have any blockage, all your arteries, see if you have any blockage. And I said to this older black woman, "I love older black women can calm the fuck out of you at times in yeah. life." And she said, "She said, honey, you don't look right." And I said, "I don't <laughs> want to be here." She said, "It's better." She goes, "Sugar, I'm adding that." Sugar, (laughs) is better that you walk through those doors than we wheel you through those doors. I went, what? She goes, every day, they're Uh, wheeling someone through those doors to find out where they got to find the hole, where they got to find the blockage, where they got to open it up. It's better that, since the fact that you walk through those doors means they'll never wheel you through those doors. And I went, hmm. oh, wow. So as much as I don't want to go to the cardiologist tomorrow, smart because I'm terrified he's going to say I'm dying, at least if he says I'm dying, i'm in front of dying yeah yeah, that's yeah. the way i gotta look at it
2: yeah people our age drop and you go oh I just dropped dead that guy dude i i not to
1: scare you i think no i think about that all the time <laughs> I, thought, I thought i think about that constantly but you don't like do drugs or alcohol like you're not like fucking... uh i do uh marijuana that's not really a drug i think that mm. that would be do it do you have high blood pressure have you ever taken no. blood pressure
2: my blood pressure's good yeah then
1: you're you're fine
2: if you have blocked do, do you have a history of heart problems in your family? No, but you know, you never know how your plaque buildup goes. How
1: many? How many? How are the all? How do people die in your family?
2: Skydiving mostly. <laughs> um, brain tumor, cancer. So that you'll die of cancer? Cool. That's pretty much how that works.
1: <laughs> they go, they go. So how, do all, how does everyone die in your family? And I, my go,
2: grandfather, had a pacemaker. Really? Yeah.
1: And that guy just went everywhere with him to make sure he didn't go too fast.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they said to me when I went to the doctor. They were like, How many people in your family have cancer? I said, No one. And God, like, you're lucky. They go, How many people in your family have died uh, have of heart attacks? So I was like, No one. And they're like, Oh, good. I go, It's all strokes. And they're like, Oh, okay. So they're like, so that's how you'll die. You're going to have a stroke. Jesus. So let's get in front of that. Go to a cardiologist. Make sure that you're on uh, blood pressure medicine and that you have clear blockage and we can open up everything. You know,
2: there's do. a good stroke you can have that kills like the. No, this yes, isn't real. Is. No, this, this is real. You can real. Google this. You can Google this. No, don't believe me. But it, it kills like part of your uh, left brain yeah. and you just get fucking happy.
1: Wait, is this like John Travolta? In that movie where he just became a genius all of a sudden that
2: was a brain tumor <laughs> phenomenon
1: phenomenon yeah yeah
2: no they did it. this lady actually who's uh studied the brain was having the stroke and she got very interested that this was going on and she realized she was getting happier because she wasn't bombarded with these stress thoughts that we're all bombarded with dude give me that fucking stroke yeah like, I mean, she couldn't dial the phone.
1: <laughs> she couldn't dial the phone. She was like, I'll fall happy. She couldn't see numbers or
2: talk, but she was happy. <laughs> she couldn't see numbers She was like, or whatever.
1: I'll give you my number, my
2: cardiologist. Yeah, I'll talk to him tomorrow. Oh, this You know what this does? Uh, this sets up some kind of uh, a butterfly effect. Because let's say I don't go, and then I dropped out of a heart attack, and then you're in this podcast. T- I told him to go to my guy. you know, Or I do go, and they find something, and it saves my life. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Can I tell you what my butterfly effect is? Yeah. Yesterday, I walked to Starbucks over by my house, and I was coming back with two coffees, and I went to walk straight so that I would take a left into the parking lot, and I passed the stairs, and then I stopped, and I walked back two steps and said, I'll just go up the stairs. And all day, I was like, if I die today, it's because I chose those stairs. Yeah. Had I gone straight into the parking lot, I'd be alive. Yeah. And then I didn't die. And I was like, I saved my life you by might walking I In have died. Downstairs. Yeah. In the I look at that. We're looking at new houses. I've said that a couple of yeah. times now. And I keep thinking, I keep going into every house going, will someone come in and murder me in this house? Yeah. This is this a good murder house? This is a, a
2: murder house. Like some of these are murder houses, and yeah. I don't want it. I'll tell you, I use that to my advantage. Like if I don't get something I wanted, I think. And I aggressively do this. Like, if I got that, I would have bought this race car and I would have died. And I luckily, no. Nah, I did that with brain. cars.
1: I did that with car. Every, We were supposed to buy this uh, this car Tom had set up for me and I was like, I got it. And then yeah. the last minute I got there and the guy goes, oh yeah, I'm not selling it to you. He didn't want to sell it to me. It was really a dick move. And then all I thought, smiling, was I won't be
2: dying in that car. You should have said that out loud. Because he was being a dick. Be like, I'm having this premonition. Someone's going to die in this car anyway. Thank you. And then he would... He didn't believe it. he'd think about that. Every yeah. time he drove, that guy had a premonition.
1: I, I didn't know how similar we were.
2: Yeah. We're the exact same. Yeah, how is that possible? How did I become well, a meathead and you got sensitive? <laughs> <laughs> Who says I'm not a meathead? You're not a meathead at I'm all. Meathead. You're
1: not a meathead at all.
2: I'm a real meathead. <laughs> yeah, I am I I am sensitive about weird things. About uh and then some things I'm not I'm
1: super. I'm I am overly sensitive
2: we're all it's all luck how we came it's all how people treat us in our chemistry make our would you change mental, it no i know
1: I, you're cool with the way you
2: are yeah I, I mean i if i could snap my fingers i would change certain things mainly i wouldn't stress or worried about anything
1: i've gotten less stressy uh, health i worry about but i've gotten less stressy the older
2: i've gotten that's good yeah a little bit you know i have on my door when i leave and i just put this up this is corny but maybe it'll help some people no matter what happens i'll be okay yeah so when i because whenever you're stressed you just don't think you're going to be okay and it's usually wasted stress my mom used to tell me honey
1: they can kill you but they can't eat you
2: <laughs> that's it still seems bad it, it seems
1: pretty bad they can, they can kill, you. kill you my mom would give me fucking horrible sayings that well it all comes out in the wash sometimes it yeah. doesn't sometimes things are staying oh yeah
2: i would say it all happens for a reason always made me go that's not true yeah
1: tell that to the girl that lost her arm. yeah this is one of my favorite jokes david tell said that the young lady bethany hamilton got attacked by a shark yeah oh
2: wait and- i think i know this <laughs> go ahead wait you tell the joke that i i don't know it i i think i've heard this though. i'll let you know she goes you know everything happens for a reason
1: he goes really was that your evil arm Oh, was I that didn't your, hear that was one. Was that your arm for sucking black cocks and doing shots at <laughs> Jameson, while the other arm's like two
2: for Passions of the Christ, please? Oh, that's it. Wasn't that joke? Some other. Who's your favorite shark. comedian? Uh it switches around. I mean, I mean, Bill Burr is amazing, and yeah. uh I like Brian Regan a lot. Oh uh-huh. A lot of comedians like Brian Regan. I love, I love, yeah. I love Brian Regan. Um. Yeah, um, John Mullane. I mean, I'm not no uh, no shockers.
1: So tell me that before we leave. Give me the secrets that you of your
2: of your. I'm not Instagram. leaving. <laughs> <laughs> My secrets to what?
1: You're gonna do what that girl did? <laughs> like one yeah. thirty? You're like yeah. So what do you got planned for today? <laughs> I had taekwondo. <laughs> I've I had people. I had an MMA fighter. Which by the way, I, MMA fighters are the most direct, honest. They tell you how they feel. Usually, they tell you how they yeah. feel. And I don't know if it's. I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's the makeup of all of them, but I will tell you, it's the ones I've run into. They don't really cut corners with feelings. That's,
2: I, yeah, I could see that. That's interesting. Yeah. I had
1: this guy Frank Mir come over, and we had a, I think we had a cigar during the. No, we he he's we get on the podcast and he said, oh, you have cigars, and I said, yeah, and he goes, I'd love to smoke one with you. I said, well, we should do that, and he goes, well, what are you doing later today? I said, well, nothing. And he goes, okay, well, I'll be back. And I was like, all right. And just in my my yeah. the way my non-confrontational brain is, I was like, yeah, yeah, we'll do it later. Maybe one day later. Right. And so then like, he went and did another interview, and he came back to my house. He's like, you ready for that cigar? Huh. And I was like, wow, I've never been around a guy that says what he's going to do. And he like doesn't. in Hollywood, it's so different. Yeah, I know. And I was like, oh, fuck. And by the way, I'm a huge fan of Frank Mears, yeah. and he's a really fascinating guy. So he we went on the back and smoked a cigar. And he was like, all right, cool, man. I'll see you later. It was like, yeah. shut the fuck up. Tate Fletcher's like that. Tate Fletcher will text you. And if you don't text back, he'll be like, hey, c- how come you didn't text me back?
2: Yeah. Why and is that rare? It's very it's rare. It's
1: so mm-hmm. rare. My buddy Eddie is like that in Florida. He'll call you. And then if you don't call him back, he'll be like, hey, man, first of all, I know you have time to call me back. And I know you have your phone <laughs> in your hand.
2: I wish I was like that. That sounds like a good I wish way it could to live. Be like that. I was I this guy going rock climbing or boulder climbing and i wanted to go and we went and i showed up and he just was shocked that i showed up really yeah it, it, it's we blow each other up so much when you don't blow someone up, they're like hey what are you doing here <laughs> i don't I've know they made a plan i've
1: had people say to me i can't believe you're here i don't like,
2: like uh, ghosting i'll never
1: i don't ghost people Ugh. but man like if someone's like, "Hey, we should work out sometime," I don't, I don't write back. Tomorrow, two p.m. Yeah, like I go. That sounds like a great idea. Yeah, and I put the ball in their court. Like, maybe we should do that one day.
2: Yeah, that's yeah. There's like a soft way to say I'm never gonna do that with you. But I, but it's not even I, that I'll
1: say I'm never gonna do that with you. I just go. I, my interpretation is you're just being nice. You don't really want to do that with me, and I appreciate that you're being right, nice.
2: Right. It's like saying I almost want to hang out with you, and you're like, "Thank you."
1: Thank you. Yeah. Hey, or, or someone going, hey, Bert, I think you'd be fun to hang out with. It's not the kind of person I am, but I'm going to put out this invitation so you know that right. I think you would be fun to hang out with. And then I go, oh, thank you. Rogan's a perfect example. He goes, I'll say stuff and he'll go like, why don't you just come over to the uh, podcast studio and work out with me? Yeah, and no. I go, yeah, sure. And I will never take him up on it because I go, he doesn't really want me showing up going like, hey, I'm ready to work out. <laughs> and then he'll be like. Uh, I I do a little more intense of a workout than you do.
2: Maybe you say something like, let me know when you want to work out. And then you'll know when he says, hey, you want to work out today? He wants to do that. Because he won't text you if he doesn't want to do that. Yes, yes? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Well, I've
1: taken up too much of your time. No, no, no. Tell me real quick. Everyone wants to know the secret of Instagram.
2: Uh, Have Tom Segura (laughs) like your stuff. And have him tell Joe Rogan and Bill Burr. And so, Bert girl, I got to,
1: or... I, man, I, I, Joe, there's very few people, Joe, like, Joe, I take that back. Joe laughs at a lot of things. Joe's very broad sense of humor, but, man, there's very few people that make him piss his pants laughing. He's plugged me
2: so much. I, I mean, I'm, I could never repay. Uh, the. I. It would probably cost $3 million to buy the ads that he's given me for Frey on his show no
1: he he really legit like he i'm me him and tom and Ari are in a text thread and there was a period where tom was texting me texting us all separately and then texting yeah. the group and then joe <laughs> took as soon as joe saw one of yours he was like oh my god like it was like he was like fanboy he was like well, have you seen this one this one's fucking hilarious yeah. the second you'd post one he'd repost it to
2: us like dude kyle's at it again yeah that's so awesome yeah well i thank you for having no, me dude, I, I love your, your your um podcast man cave yep is my it? man cave see that's the bro i am it's a such legit a bro. man cave yeah that's
1: it's li- like i have man cave fucking posters everywhere
2: yeah, i see it. it's great i'm hoping to ride that into the millennia <sighs> i'm gonna come back for a cigar later <laughs> cool <laughs>
1: wait no wait how about this we should do something together yeah
2: definitely what, what do you want to do we'll hang out
1: What do you want? Let's do
2: something. Yeah, want to go on a bike ride on the beach? Let's go on a bike ride on the beach. Let's do that. All right. Wednesday? Next Wednesday? No, today. (laughs) Yeah, next Wednesday. All right, next Wednesday we'll go for a bike ride. Okay. We (laughs) should really do it. Oh, wouldn't that just be (laughs) so hard? (laughs) Show up with our bikes and our, hey. Uh. you,
1: You guys literally can show up to your house. You'd be like
2: if you want, you can just suck my dick and go. I'd be like, I'd much rather do that. I'd much rather do that. Yeah, are we driving to Santa Monica together? Okay. Oh, I have a bike God. rack. Oh, God. <laughs> we'll never do this. Let's do it and videotape it and, and make a documentary. We'll get money off it.
1: <laughs> oh,
2: yeah. I'm sweating
1: already. I'm sweating at the oh. concept of us going on a bike ride.
2: Really quiet in the car.
1: Do you know how quickly I'd want to get drunk? <laughs>
2: It'll be so quiet in the car, probably for a He's while.
1: Dead silent.
2: And then we're just two men bike r- Anyway, but we—I mean, look, I'm a—I'm a fan of yours. I like you're always fun to hang out with. Yeah. I mean, I—I I don't know how to get there, but I you would like to be me friends. Giggle a lot. But I, I, don't too, so I don't know how to get there. I don't know how to get there. I think it starts a with a bike ride.
1: I'll have <laughs> I'll have my cousin Andrew shoot yeah. it on
2: camera. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> and we'll just have it be very normal just play it straight my qu- my problem with that is like i wouldn't know what
2: to say in the car it's the car maybe we'll meet there should
1: you know we just mean? meet there and go on a bike well, you ride know, we
2: need a group you like, know we'll double date
1: you know it would make us so much more comfortable if we had one person we could focus our energy on that we're shitting on someone that we're like who who who, who
2: who who could we shit on <sighs> could never
1: get to go on a bike ride no uh-uh he'd be like no Oh, see he's got Tom doesn't Tom doesn't want to hang out with people. Yeah. He wants to be by himself. I like to hang out with people. I'm just afraid that they don't mean it.
2: I want people to come over my house. Okay. I think that's why I built that ADU, the rental. I just want someone around. Girl or guy? I think I would rather I feel like girls don't mess up things as much as it's oh, a sexist never thing a to say, but just a guy and is drunk and then breaks shit. I just feel like that's Kyle! Unlikely. I need someone to play ping pong with. Oh, that'd be fun. Anyway. All right, listen. Thank you. We'll see you next Wednesday. I got to buy a bike. Shit.